Welcome to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast, brought to you by TournamentPokerEdge.com, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to tournament poker strategy. And now, here are your hosts, Ron Fezbuddy and Killing Bird. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Tournament Poker Edge podcast. Killing Bird here with you, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ron Fezbuddy. How are you, dude? Good evening, good sir. Good evening. <laughs> I say good day, sir. So, I always wanted uh, to say that on the podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that could be our whole new intro. We'll just do that every time. <laughs> Re- reproduce that one. Uh, uh, yeah, so how you been? Everything good? Everything is going well. Um, I'm hanging in there. How about you? Very well. Uh, busy, man. Like, so much stuff going on. Um, I feel like ever since I got back from Vegas, actually, like, things have just been really busy. I, I mean, I yeah. guess it's only been two months that I've been back, but, yeah, like, just lots of, like, small trips and yep. lots of, like, t- TP work and grinding. And You've been doing a lot of podcasts. Yeah, I've been uh, – I don't know why. It's, like, really random timing. Like, all of a sudden yeah. I got asked to do, like – I don't even remember what the last one was that I was on. Today, didn't um, you do one today? I did one today. I did the top, it's called the Top Two Poker Podcast. Yeah, did that one today. I also did one that was not um, poker related. It was actually um, it's a podcast about the old record label I worked at. Ah, nice. Uh, called the Tooth and Nail Records Podcast. So I did that one. Uh, but yeah, it's been. Uh, oh, and I did uh, I did the Heads Up Poker Podcast with our good old friends Steve and Mike. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's been busy with podcasting. Like, yeah, it's just been crazy. I don't know. I feel like I have no time. I had a lot of big events going on at the brewery that I work at. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm actually really excited because next week I think is going to be like pretty quiet, and I'm I might not even play poker. I might just literally like, like chill and relax for four or five days. And how is poker going? Poker's actually been pretty good. Um, I think I mentioned on the last podcast that I was on the tail end of like a really long downswing that kind of basically like went all the way to Vegas. And then I was slowly like coming out of it in Vegas. Right. And now, um, I mean, we've, I've erased almost half of it. So I'm not, we're not out. We're right. not like, we're not having like this amazing giant upswing, but we're erasing the downswing. So. But you can see, you can see land. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. The light at the end of the tunnel. Right. So right. I've, um, I've kind of changed up my grind, um, patterns a little bit, I guess. Like I've stopped, this is actually kind of interesting that, uh, to talk about because I talked about this on the podcast today that I did. I've actually stopped playing on Bovada, which is now Ignition. Is that actually – did that actually change or over? Like when you go to Bovada, do you get a Ignition? Is it new software and all that? Uh, yeah. Like if you try to log into Bovada, it just won't let you log in basically. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. So you have to trans- transfer all your stuff over to Ignition, which I haven't even done because I had basically busted my role on there anyway. Right. And I just decided I wasn't going to play anymore because I can't stand the non-synchronized breaks. <laughs> yeah, it's too much. Yeah, I just decided they're way too important to me. Yeah. To, uh, to well, you know, it, take. the other networks really, I mean, I guess ACR network, Winning Poker, right? They're the same network. Those mm-hmm. it seems to have really picked up the slack anyway, right? Yeah, they have so many good tournaments yeah. now, especially on like they do like a Tuesday and a Thursday sort of right. not series, but they have like special events those nights. And like I can, I can fill my evening just yeah. on that, on right. that, and and sprinkle in a little carbon for fun, and yeah, uh, I have enough. Yep. Um, and especially when I'm streaming, like it's so 
brutal not to have breaks because you're not only are you playing for 55 minutes but you're talking the whole time yeah um and so so literally like if you're on bavada you you do it for 12 straight hours or whatever right yeah it's uh, too much no time to like walk away and take a break so yeah yeah, so that's kind of the big change in my uh my poker grind but uh, it seems to be working for me like i just feel better i feel more relaxed uh, not as sore at the end of my sessions etc nice so yeah so it's been pretty decent cool any life poker coming up for you um, so a little bit, sort of, um, not like anything fancy. So I'm heading to Vegas basically with like friends of mine that I play in a home game with. Um, but it's like a not a very non-serious poker trip. So we're going for like three days, basically just going to play like some dailies or nightlies or whatever's running in town at the time. But no, like, you know, it's not like a circuit event or a Heartland poker tour or anything like that. Right. So I, I'm actually kind of looking forward to it because it'll really be the first live poker I've played. I was going to say since vegas but even since before then that isn't serious <laughs> right like like it'll be fun to go play like a 150 dollars aria or something and just not really yeah care that much and i just, mean obviously i'll try and you know, do it but, with your buddies or whatever it's just kind yeah, of like, have some drinks yeah. and kick back and just have a good time right. as opposed to you know w stop events and stuff where you're yeah you know, it's kind of stressful and you're folk hyper focused the whole time yeah yeah so yeah i'm kind of looking forward to that aspect of it so yeah i'll be out there like mid-november so if anybody's there or lives there or going to be there hit me up love to grab a drink yeah i think i'm gonna um i think i i wasn't able to make it out to this last borgata um uh you know series where they have the great you know 500 dollar big big guarantee tournaments um yep. but i'm pretty sure i'm gonna go to the fall one in november um i'm not i they haven't released the schedule yet but i think I can't find the schedule right now, so I'm not sure. Like they, they didn't release the schedule, but I think they put the dates out where it was, uh, I think, November 8th through the 23rd. My, that's just my memory. I could be could be wrong, but I think that's when it's going to be. So I, I think I'm going to try to go to that. Um, yeah. I know, I know Fox is doing a small small series. You know, Foxwoods sucks. <laughs> Everyone hates Foxwoods, and it's really not great. But, you know... I don't know. I you know it's a couple hundred people usually. You know they they do like a five hundred k guarantee, six hundred dollar buy in. Um, so it's a pretty good tournament, and yeah. they're usually pretty. It's probably softer than. It's Borgata. softer than Borgata. You know it's it's and for me for where I live it's a little more convenient. Um, and they're doing they're doing one of those at the end of October. So I'll, I'll go to one of those either either the Foxwoods or the Borgata. Leaning towards the Borgata right now just because, you know I'm lured by that big guarantee. Usually <laughs> right. they do the million dollar or two million dollar guarantees. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely head out for one of those. So um, I, we're probably gonna, especially if we uh, if if I go to the Borgata, um, we'll do a, an episode before that because November nine will be coming up around that time, and we always like to do an episode around that. Um, so I'll keep you guys posted. Any TP members in the uh, going to either of those, let me know. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, and love to meet you. Meet up. Yeah. Did you um, did you by chance see that Poker Stars event that's running in Atlantic City? Oh yeah, you know what? I didn't think I could make it work with my schedule. Um, I was interested in that actually. You know, I take the fact that my, I, you know, I knew there was another series out there that I wanted to go to, and I couldn't. Yeah, remember I, I actually looked at it. and I was kind of like, oh, that might be cool to go to. Like m- more from like, I guess like from a TP slash business standpoint, like just to go see what it's all about. So yeah. Kind of crowd it draws. Who's there? Uh, I thought it might just be a cool opportunity from that standpoint. But um, yeah, the like the events they were running seemed decent like the buy-ins weren't massive or anything um just kind of good medium level buy-ins yeah. but i don't really know that casino that it's at like i've only ever really played at harrah's and it's at uh, resorts it's just another uh wait 
yeah, it's just another standard, you know, AC casino. Mm-hmm. And it's probably just in their conference room. Or yeah, it's, it's probably, and it's not anything, like, exciting. Um, right. Oh, right, yes, I totally forgot about this. So they, I wish I could see the guarantees or whatever, but there's a, uh, a 340 buy-in, uh, a 1K buy-in, a 2.2K buy-in, and a 230 buy-in. And there's no guarantees, I think. Um, yeah, it's hard yeah, to say. It's hard to pass up those big guarantees. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they might have guarantees, but I'm sure they're not like the Borgata. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, so something I considered, but it's gonna have to wait because it's kind of close to my Vegas trip. So yeah, yeah, that's too bad. We used to, I mean, going way back, we used to TPE even before TPE with our old, you know, group of, of buddies, uh, the LOL Nice Squeeze crew. We used to always go to 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 AC and do a sort of a meetup there, um, around the WSOP circuit event there. That was always yeah. that was always fun. Um, yeah, those were always good times. I've kind of stopped. I used to, even after that, I kept going to AC pretty much for a circuit event every year. Right, right. But now that North Carolina gets three of them, it's kind of like, you know, it's not really worth. I mean, obviously, it would be great to see you and to see yeah. other New York people that I don't ever get to see, but uh, or New Jersey people, whatever. Um, but it's just, you know, I'm, if I'm already doing the World Series in Vegas yeah. and then three circuit events, it's kind of like adding another one or two on is tough. So. Yeah, it's really hard. Like, you know, you used to have to go there for where you live. That was one of the only places you could go for live. Um, right. But you just have so many options now. Yeah, yeah, so much easier. But I, I do miss those those fun nights in Atlantic City. Yeah. Those were good times. I miss the Irish pub, mostly. That's my favorite spot. So Yes, that was fun. And what yeah. about, um, speaking of live, have you been watching the, the main event? I have a little bit, yeah. I'm anxious to uh, to talk to Mark and Casey about it uh, and get their thoughts as well. Um, I, I don't. It's interesting to me. I don't know. I don't enjoy television poker as much as I used to, uh, and I don't know if that's me or if that's television poker changing. Uh, but I remember, and I, I think we've talked about this maybe on like old old ones. I mean, I used to pay for the pay per view. Right. Uh, you know, I would stay up however long that yeah. would last, you know, it should be like 12 hours or whatever. I would, and I would never miss an episode. And yeah. It's kind of like, uh, you know, if I miss one, I don't really worry about it. Maybe I'll catch it on YouTube later. Right. Or something. Right. Um, yeah. And I don't know if that's just like, because I'm sort of, I'm way more immersed in poker now than I was back then that it's not as unique and interesting. Right. Or if it's just that it's changed so much, like, I don't know. I, I, I miss the days of, of, being so stuck, you know, psyched about it for sure. Right. Well, uh, the main I event don't is. Know if you feel similar. No, nah, well, the main the, the, the main event, the live final table, I think is still pretty pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, I still actually get a lot. I still really enjoy the main event cover. Like, I, I I tried to watch the circuit championship, the first two episodes they did, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I tried to watch that, especially since Carlos was on it oh, right, <laughs> so much. Yeah. Um, I, it's just, I don't know, like, without the production value, it's really hard to watch. I used to watch a lot of WPTs. I can't watch those really anymore. Um, you know, but I do still like the main event. Um, and I, I just, it's something that, like, I'll throw on at the end of the night, you know, every night while it's running and, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of hours of coverage and I still, I still enjoy it. So I'm yeah. still there, um, but I, I can understand, like, yeah. why you wouldn't. But the, the, the final table is still, you know, one of the most exciting. Yeah, I, I do look forward to that still. And I, I will say, it's funny you mentioned the WPT. I bet I haven't watched a combined 
total of two hours of WPT coverage in the last year. Yeah. It's like just they the have life. not it's 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 not it's the same thing as it was ten years ago, basically. Right. Right. You know, it's just there's nothing you, you I mean, how many hours of that can you possibly watch before it's just you, you haven't seen any you know, you you need right. something different to and keep it's kind of like a fake final table anyway, because it's not yeah. even it's like six instead of yeah. nine. Yeah. They they really kind of still only show the big hands because it's only yeah. you know it's one one I guess two hour episode or whatever so yeah you're not getting like the weeks of lead up yeah. and coverage right yeah so it is it is kind of interesting yeah um, speaking of Carlos not to backtrack but that reminds me of the other podcast that I was on was Daryl Jace's podcast that he does uh, with Doug Lyford ah. and me and Carlos were both on that one so I got a good oh, nice. Daryl Jason, make sure people check that one out too. So very cool. Um, but yeah, that was fun, and uh, we talked uh, a lot about um, him, uh, Carlos, being <laughs> on that rail at the circuit event. Yeah, and that was uh, that was pretty hilarious and pretty cool. Yeah. So. Well, I bet you will be watching more of the main event now that we're getting into Chris Kusha's, uh, uh time uh, of coverage. Because yeah, for sure. That. Yeah, that that I won't miss, and I think we're like literally just about to get there. So yeah. Yeah, should be should be pretty fun to watch. Yep. To watch that. Hopefully, he gets uh, a lot of good coverage. Yep. No spoilers for those who don't know how it ended, but if you listen to our last podcast, you will know. <laughs> so. Yes. Yep. Exactly right. Um, so cool. So I, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but we're going to bring uh, Mark Aliato and uh, Big Dog Pocket Fives in to, uh, to talk some hands. Nice. I have brought some hands in today. It's my turn. All right. To get, to get put on the on baby the gets block. the beating. Uh, and then I have one hand from a from one of our members that we'll be talking about. So, yeah, very interesting hand, by the way. Yeah, it should be a fun one. Um, so yeah, so I think uh, I think that's it. Uh, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and take a quick break, and then we'll come back with uh, Big Dog Pocket yep. Fives and ACN All In Double Seven. Yep. the boys. We will be right back. If you are looking for the best MTG training site on the planet, look no further than TournamentPokerEdge.com. Tournament Poker Edge focuses exclusively on multi-table tournaments and features some of the best live and online pros. No waiting through cash game videos looking for the occasional tournament video. Tournament Poker Edge also offers strategy articles, forums, a member chat room, and much more. So visit TournamentPokerEdge.com and start taking your game to the next level now. And welcome back to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast. Time to bring in two of my least favorite Tournament Poker Edge pros. <laughs> no, that's, that's not true. Two of my favorite people in the world. Mark Aliotto, Casey Jarzebeck. What's up, guys? <laughs> yeah, that is that sound I haven't heard in a long yeah. time. He's back. How do, I make, how do I make a noise for a rooster? <laughs> is that a rooster? That, that, that's what my does new rooster screen. mean, Mark? That's my new screen name. How come? Uh, yeah, when I was a kid, I used to love rooster cartoons. <laughs> uh, that was a great intro, KB. Thank you. 
That's what I'm here for. It's been so long since we've been able to talk to each other. Yes. I'm excited for it, you know. On the air, at least. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so let's get caught up a little bit with the, for the listeners on what, uh, what you guys have been up with. Mark, let's start with you. Yeah, so after your birthday in Vegas, I came back. Because remember, I got sick. Uh, I came back and I, I burnt my esophagus from <laughs> throwing up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've just been like, you guys are going to laugh because you won't believe me. I've been like running and like working out and like I quit vaping. I quit. Whatever. Restart this. I can't. No, like I literally quit vaping. I uh, quit coffee. I actually quit porn for a month. That's just another thing. Um, but yeah, I'm like getting Mark, in shape. Mark, this isn't a support group. Honestly. <laughs> hey, um, so yeah, I guess I've just been getting right. Um, That's good, man. You know, because my stomach was pretty fucked up when I got thanks to KB's birthday. Uh, <laughs> Happy birthday to me! Yeah. yeah. Well, I was the day before too, so it was a fucking bent, double bender. <laughs> that was a tough week. So you're blaming your entire health problem history on Derek's birthday? Is, I mean, that's what I'm was. I was throwing up in the bathroom, <laughs> burnt, and I came back, and the doctor's like, "You burnt your esophagus." <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thanks, that's good, man. Um, so yeah, no, just been getting in shape and you know trying to eat healthy, do all that kind of stuff. Still playing some pokers, but yeah, it's been good. Oh, Every sorry, time man, I call picks, and I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I was right, actually going right. to ask for pictures. Can we, can we put the cam on? Because you guys will see it right away. I'm down 15. What? What? I want to see yeah. this. It's 100. percent Can you can you we'll, tweet? We'll do... <laughs> can you tweet after this podcast is over? <laughs> no, picture of yourself? I'll send it to you guys privately. No, no, no. The listeners want it. I, how would you? How rude are you to the listeners to be talking about sending us the pictures of you but I, not posting I, it? On and Twitter? the funny thing is, is I thought about doing a before and after. Like Derek even said it when he saw me on Cam the other day. He thought I looked thinner. That's true. Well, I, I mean, even if this is true, there'll be an after pretty soon because you can't. <laughs> before, I, after, back to normal. Three pictures. It's kind of not fair too because like. Like if we run a mile, it's like you know X number of steps. But if Mark runs a mile, it's like double that many steps. Diego, I love how you fucking start laughing before he finishes because all the people knew what the joke was. I got like half an inch on you, bro. My little hand leg. Like, fucking... He yes. actually doesn't even. He doesn't even leave the house. He just went and bought a hamster wheel. <laughs> oh my god! I can't. You know, I was trying to be. You know, start the podcast off all positively. You know, yeah. Life oh, changes. that's really great, Mark. I'm proud of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Casey. I'm, I'm proud of you too, actually. And that's being serious. yes, I am too. I am legit proud of you. <laughs> Believe any of you? I know. I actually am. Good, man. All right, I'm not. I am. I am. Everybody who's proud of Mark, raise your hand. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> no hand went up. Um, I, wish, I wish the visual could be displayed on the podcast. But um, speaking of getting in shape, Casey, <laughs> what, what, what have you been up to? Why do you let him But I've actually been uh, eating healthy, and I burned my esophagus. And, uh, so I, you know, I was eating some pizza, and it was pretty hot. <laughs> So I'm actually down 20 pounds just because uh, I've been playing Pokemon Go with the wife. <laughs> yeah, you post, like, maps on Twitter and Facebook, like, randomly of, like, yeah, a good one to get. I mean, uh, we literally are into the Pokemon Go. Like, uh, it, I know it's weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but actually, uh, on a serious note, like, you must be losing weight because you do have to walk around for that. 
Yeah, yeah it's uh, good exercise. Yeah, I'm down quite a bit. I didn't it's... burn my esophagus or anything like that, but... <laughs> I, I wasn't looking for a fucking pity party. Just <laughs> <laughs> be honest. Yeah, I I want to make fun of the Pokemon Go thing, but the truth is that, A, I've been playing too, and B, me and Mark <laughs> kept stopping. We went to get food in Vegas one night, and we must have made four stops on the way to get food so we could, like, catch things. We, we were early on the Pokemon Go train. Yeah, well, it came out in the uh, America long before Canada, like a month or so before. So you guys were all on it before us. But since it's come out, uh, I've been pretty heavily, heavy. I'm, like, level 29 now. I've yeah. caught almost all of them and uh, going to have to I'm, level, I'm actually level 33. It's a Supernova Platypus uh, Watermelon. <laughs> um, level, level 37. Do you, play, do you play this game, Diego? Uh, if anyone's looking for a poker site partner, um, <laughs> I'm making myself available. I'm not want to be so <laughs> No, I don't play it. My my uh, my nine and seven year old do though, so well, I, I can bring them here if you want. <laughs> I figured with the kids, with your kids at the age they're at, like yeah. you would just have gotten sucked into it because you have to take them places. To yeah, do it. yeah. No, they they, they do. They have as much to this conversation as you, anyway, Diego. <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, no, they they got. They were on it for a while, but they lost interest. I think a lot of people did. I, I think I don't know. I, I, is it still popular? I haven't heard much about it in the past couple the of weeks. The problem is with me is once I start something, I got to be the yeah. best at it. Right. <laughs> so is it bluffing? Like, honestly, uh, can you play an aggro? You should start exercising. Whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whoa. Casey, we can't. We can't. The hosts are just murking us tonight. We we actually are not going to talk any strategies. We, yeah, we just really wanted to exactly. get Unless I can be the best at it, I don't do it. That's Bejeweled true. Blitz. Remember, Casey, I got an invite every day on Facebook to Bejeweled Blitz. <laughs> and then he challenged me. No, it's a true story. I, I was like, oh, I played Angry Birds. He's all, dude, you never beat my score. And like, I looked at his score. It was like 10 times mine. I was like, how do you do this? Like, You literally have to spend 10 hours on it. And then I found out it was Eric, and I felt like even a bigger mess. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Casey, you just shipped a, a package to Aruba, right? Yeah, I mean, I've been really busy lately. I've been working on a new project um, for the last six months. Um, if people want to know more details, they can go to ppipoker.net. Um, exciting stuff coming with them very soon. Uh, working with a great team, uh, an amazing product, project. But it's been taking all my time. Yeah. So I really haven't been playing much poker, but then uh, Full Flush Poker called me up and they said, we want you back on the site, so we're going to give you a free ticket to this uh, Aruba satellite tournament. So okay, thanks a lot, appreciate it. And then for shits and giggles, I fired it up Sunday, and it was winner take all, and I won it. So uh, looks like I'll be off to Aruba in the uh, first week of November. Standard big dog, just like, oh, I guess I'll play today. Oh, shipped it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, while yeah, drinking fair. beer and watching football. Guaranteed. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I did both of those, too. <laughs> Very nice. Well, watching the Redskins, if that counts as football. Oh, well, you can okay. How's the Dolphins doing? Yeah. <laughs> I had the Dolphins in my suicide pool, KB, and, like, I, Tannehill's the worst quarterback in the NFL. Like, they're horrible. You, you were sweating so bad. Right? Oh, my God. What, he missed that field goal. Yeah. I, you guys yeah. are horrible. Yeah, um, I actually had yeah, a one in my suicide this week. See ya. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> yeah, it's good times. Um... Cool. I'm trying to think of. Oh, we need to talk. So 
the World Series of Poker has started airing. Yeah. And uh, I figure we should probably, like, catch up on that a little bit. All of us have sort of watched different portions, but not all, I guess, of the uh, the broadcasts up to this did, point. Did anyone – I mean, this just happened to me. I had it on DVR. I was watching it last night. I got a half – like a half hour in, and then it just switched to – well, it just switched to uh, to Sports Center. Yeah. Uh, did, that... If, like, a baseball game goes over, it'll screw up the DVR or something like that, like, goes over the time frame. No, like but just... it started on time. It started on time, and the first half hour, and then they just, at a half hour in, they switched it to Sports Center. I don't know, maybe something happened with it. It's so weird that they would switch it to Sports Center. Yeah, I mean, maybe something happened with it. It's on DVR. demand or watch ESPN. Yeah, it wasn't on demand yet. They usually, like, take three days. So, uh, But I, I'm up you, to date until, like. <laughs> no, I, I, you know what? I look for, I look forward to it too, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Um, I've been watching a little bit of it, but the thing is, in Canada, it's it's behind the states. Everything yeah. oh, okay. later in Canada. I don't know why. You guys are special over there. I guess yeah, you used to get Gold Rush. <laughs> Remember Gold Rush? Oh, don't tell me what happened to Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Like anything's like, unless it's like a mainstream show, like you know Gotham or whatever the case may be. Or Walking Dead, you guys are always slightly ahead. Um, so you're a week ahead. So I'm a little bit behind you guys, but uh, I have watched some of it, especially because I have some friends that made us, uh, some runs in that tournament. So I've so, been. So I guess the big question is, you know, Kasuf is that Kasus? Kasuf? How do you say his name? William William Kasuf, the, the Brit, yeah. the tanker. Um, the tanker, um, and then between him and Alex Keaton, they're both you know big table talkers. Um, you know, I there's two separate issues there: the the, the tanking and the talking, right? Um, so let's take them each individually. The tanking first. From what I understand, they didn't really, from as far as I've seen, they didn't. They they, they you know it's hard to show tanking on TV unless you're really going to show five ten minutes of tanking, right? That's it, and that's like yeah, doesn't make good TV. Doesn't make good TV, so they didn't really show it. But as I was following the the news, it seemed like he would take you know two, three minutes be pre-flop to act every single time and then min- you know, five minutes or so on any decision post-flop. Uh, you know, I I personally think that's horrendous for the game, but it's within his rights to do that. What do you guys think? Are you, know, are you, are you, are you, are you guys proponents of any means necessary use every rule to your advantage, or do you think... I mean, I would have okay. probably drilled them after playing for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is just not good for the game. And yeah. for, like, online players, it's already boring enough. Yeah. And then just to have some dolt tanking, just to tank, Yeah. Um, yeah. it's pretty annoying. Um, I hope that it leads to a rule change. Like, I understand... You should have, you should have like, at the start of every tournament, is everybody should be given, like, in my opinion, something like three chips. Right. Where you, you know, you have a minute to act unless you throw a chip in. Then you have... Um, you know, you have the normal amount of time unless somebody calls the clock. Like they, they've done in the Aria high rollers, they did that, and I, I agree with you. I think it, it worked out really well. Yeah, I mean, because you, you just can't have it. It's just the game flow just gets ruined. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's just trying to put people into tilt, but it would work for me. It would tilt the shit out of yeah. me. Like I would want to drill them. Me too. Yeah. Like I would go out of my way to play, like do something. I would punt. Like is what would happen. So in that sense, it's probably a good idea to do it. Yeah, but yeah, I'm like if, if someone's in a big like a key river decision for their tournament life or something like that. I think none of us like are talking about that spot. Like that's completely different. Take your time. You're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's fine. But if someone opens under the gun and you're second to act with six nine zero, 
Yeah. I mean, like, and like, I don't know, like, I, I, like if he takes a minute, like if he takes a minute, I'd be pissed. Like thirty yeah. seconds is enough time. Like if you want a three bet or something, you know, because obviously it seems like a you know just fold, but maybe the guy's been opening a lot. Um, but like a minute, two minutes. I mean, yeah, that's absurd. Like, I, and if I had twenty bigs in that spot, now he's kind of messing with my money, especially yeah. that deep in a tournament because those blinds go up and all of a sudden you go from twenty to sixteen or whatever. That's Even brutal. if you have a hundred bigs and you're seeing twenty percent less hands because of this guy, it affects it. Yeah, it, it, you're right. It does affect any stock. Um, so let let me ask you this. Uh, obviously, you know, he seems to. Uh, what I would infer is that he's doing that so that when he does have decisions, he's not giving any uh, – unless he's trying to tilt people. But let's put that aside for a second. Let's assume he's not trying to tilt people. He's just trying to be consistent every single time. And so if he's going to – you know, if you wait 10, 20, 30 seconds before every decision when you actually do have something you need to think about, then you're not giving away that you actually have something to think about this time. Yeah, so, but my I, argument to that, Diego, is yeah. every time he plays a hand – wait your minute or a minute and a half or two minutes but every time you fold a hand um wait your 15 seconds because he's taking and folding right like free flop so if you just want to be consistent you can consistently fold quick yeah and then consistently be a long time actor every right. time you're actually in a hand that, that's what i was gonna, that's what i was going to ask so so you know if you're second or third to act and it's folded to you if you're want someone who wants to be consistent every time, fold quick. But then any time that you are going to play the hand, you, then you take your 30 seconds so that you don't give anything away in terms of you know how much thought you had to put into this this open, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Have, has anyone ever dealt like Derek? Have you ever dealt, or all of you? Have any of you ever dealt with someone like that where it was no. that bad? Not no, on every hand. Like, I, I've dealt with people that, you know, when they are in hands, they act slow and it's kind of annoying. But you can kind of live with it because most people are only paying, like, maybe 20% of hands or whatever the case may be. But when somebody's doing it pre-flop every time, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. I would start calling the clock every single time. I just would, I would you know, not – I would – and I'm very hesitant to call the clock. But if someone's doing it that way, I would just start calling the clock every time it goes to them. Just yeah, but even still, like, you can't call the clock until a reasonable amount of time is is passed. So you can't just call the clock at the second it's time for him to act. So you still have to right. give him his 30, 45 seconds, then call right. the clock and wait another minute for the clock to respond. Yeah, right. Right. yeah, yeah. I just don't know what to do with, like, the, the 80-year-old old guy who's buying in. And obviously you want him in the tournament. But, you know, he's shuffling his chips or his cards, looking at him three times under the gun, and then folding 35 seconds. I mean, what do you say? You call the clock on that guy, he no. never comes back. Yeah. No, I would, no, I would not do that. No, I'm talking to someone who's being obnoxious with it. And, but and, that would still be annoying as shit, though. You, like, you're, yeah. like, pre-Annie, and a guy's taking, like, literally 45 seconds a hand, like, in a win 400. This happened to me. This is why I'm doing it. Like, I didn't know what to do. I, like, I was just like, man, this sucks. Like, I like to be out of most live tournaments in six or seven minutes. <laughs> People are taking two minutes for a hand. I get annoyed after five seconds. I can't take it. When someone is clearly going to fold, they just start looking at their hand, and you know that they're folding. It just drives me absolutely nuts. I can't help it. Just wait Wait until you play with a guy who has to put his laptop down. <laughs> then look at his cards. Then pick his laptop. <laughs> you, you, put, you put Dan Shack on blast already. Last yeah. time, I had to give him another blast because it was so fucking annoying. And that's yeah. absurd because like he plays amazing. everything. And like One of those yeah. big shots, like the high rollers, you'd think they'd say something to him. Like, hey, Dan, like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. 
Luckily, it was day two, and I busted in 30 minutes. <laughs> so it didn't matter. That is lucky, KB. Yeah. Um, I, I'm actually pretty convinced that most of the younger people who do this are quite literally doing it because they think it looks cool. Or that it's like, it's like the hip thing to do because they've watched Tom Dwan do it on TV or whatever. I, th- I think some are making decisions or could be doing it to tilt people. Some people have to be doing that because Casey already said he would lose his shit. I said I would lose my – we all said we would lose our shit. Like, so in that sense, it's actually kind of smart <laughs> or plus EV. Like, well, that's the argument. I, it doesn't it's, make you're it using right. everything within your power and everything within the rules of the game to gain an advantage. That's and that, why that, there needs to be a rule change. Right, yeah. exactly. Well – what about the talking though? Let's get into that then. Since we talked about the tanking, like, what about the the the, the talking at the table? How does I mean, I'm very that? social at the table, so I don't really have a problem with it. You know, he's he talks not. He was talking nonstop through every hand. I and I don't have a problem with him talking to, you know, to to get information or. I actually don't have a problem with the talking. I think the talking is fine. I just – he would annoy me because he just did not stop talking. You know? You're talking about Kasuf, not Keaton. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Well, both of them really. I mean – See, I, I played with Keaton. Was he talking about practice? <laughs> practice? <laughs> like the way Keating does it, he's like really social about it where I, I played with him and I, I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was like it made the yeah. game um, – I don't know. It was just more fun like instead of nine people – on their iPads, right. like he's talking, and like I guess it could come off annoying if you're having a rough day, but like I don't know, like I I, I kind of liked it, I kind of enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with the talking either, like because I'm I want to be talkative too. I don't want to sit there all day. Yeah, it doesn't um, it doesn't bother me so much from the standpoint of like the rules or whether it's I don't know, like if if, if there's an argument that it's inappropriate to do or like I don't think it's inappropriate. Appropriate. I just don't know that it's. Um, I mean, I don't know we used the phrase "good for the game" earlier. Like, I don't know that it's good for the game, especially because like there was one hand in particular where he was essentially sort of, uh, for lack of a better word, like bullying a, a older female player, and I was just like, this just feels weird. That's like, why, why that's are you that doing this? You're talking about or key? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, guy. Yeah, because is one of the the most well-known poker players in the world, and he talks a lot at the table. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but... So, I mean, I think there's a different. way to do it. If you, I mean, if you're bullying people or or being obnoxious or interfering with other people that are in hand, then it's different. But if you're just being social and you're just one of those guys that, you know, likes to talk, I don't really have an issue with it. Yeah, it's also possible that I've just gotten older and I, like, I'm just a crabby old dude now because I... I have often often said that I wish we could go back to the days of like Mike the Mouth and Daniel Legrano and Phil yeah, and I agree all with the characters that. and talking and like you know all the antics and stuff. But for some reason, that never bothered me. And this sort of new wave of it does, and I'm really not sure why. I think it's actually more me than it is. Them. No, 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 no. I, I think what Kasuf is doing is is wrong. I, I think some of the stuff he's done is wrong. I, I, I Keating, I can handle, but some of the stuff Kasuf has done has been like. Uh, yeah, it's just rude, and it doesn't. Bo- it, we have I don't, I don't know. I mean, I watch. I don't have his exact quote here. I, he didn't. Wow, he didn't man, really say anything. Coming, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What the hell? It's gonna happen. Um, he didn't. I don't think he said anything. I, he just was got under her skin, but he didn't say anything 
like belligerent or rude or or anything out of line he just was relentless talking to her and he didn't give her a chance to think is what what it was so he didn't say you know he didn't do anything that was against the rules in the sense of what he said it was just that he he just did not give her room to breathe well and i think that's the perfect example of what i'm saying is that it's it's just sort of it just sort of feels wrong or rude because she's making a decision for her tournament life and he's literally beaking in her ear the entire time and I guess there's no rule where you can say, please tell this guy to shut up. I need two minutes to think. Right. So you just have to sort of think. Well, so, so where do you draw the line? Like, can you start yelling loudly at them? Can you? Yeah, but you the, the rule, there's no, the problem with the rule is that there's no clear line. Um, the rule is, it's a very gray area. It's, you know, it's like any, I actually have it here. Any participant who taunts another participant through theatrics or gestures or engages in any form of inappropriate behavior intended to disrupt other participants in the tournament will be subject to a penalty. I mean, that's just basically up to the tournament staff as to what what it is. You could apply that to life, though. There's plenty right. of rules in life where you could be like, oh, because it's a rule. Like, it's just, there's morals, like, right? Right, like, that's right. Wow, um, that's deep, Mark. Thank you. Like that goes along with my burnt esophagus. Um, <laughs> I told you I'm changed. Yeah, like you. But there's plenty of rules in life where you could just be like, you know, fuck this. Like I know it's wrong, but I'm still gonna do it. Like I, I don't know. Like Sunday, but wow. Right. <laughs> Wait, did you just say Sunday? <laughs> well, th- there is a very specific rule here. It says excessive chatter includes, but is not limited to, talking or conversation that causes a disruption of participants who are in a hand. Once again, it's a it's a line that some a human has to draw, right? So, what's what's a disruption to one person is not a disruption to other. Right, and Jack Effel clearly thought it was. At that point, listen, I need a second to think. He would have yeah. had to stop talking to her. Yeah. yeah. What made it worse is that some guy who just got to the table called called the clock on her. Yeah, <laughs> which is the worst. Like literally, like you know, a minute into this guy, you know, well, maybe it was like two, four or five minutes, but it was for her tournament life. And this guy just like just sat at the table, sits down, and like calls the clock on her, and that that put her on tilt more than I think Kasuf talking. And the floor actually did uh, tell tell Kasuf to stop talking. Yeah. So then he just then he literally started gesturing. Remember? Yeah, he started gesturing. <laughs> right. You, you show, I'll show, and he's yeah, like, yeah. his hands right. back and forth. Right. Oh, right. And then just for double pain, like the next hand, she gets aces and gets it all in against King Jack. That's <laughs> <laughs> awful. So it's like, yeah, here, have, have a little extra dose of pain and misery. And then what do you think about the penalty? He, he had to sit out in orbit. Um, I, you know. Well, yeah, I think it was fine, especially because the floor said you need to stop, like, gesturing towards her. And he just right. wouldn't stop. And he just wouldn't stop. Like, so he, yeah. yeah, you got you to gotta follow the rule once that happens. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Um, we have not – so I, I saw a, um, a brief couple of glimpses of Dylan, our new, one of our new pros at uh, the table, but I didn't see any hands that he played. Uh, uh, yeah, we I, have not seen Chris Cushing. No, I saw, I saw Chris. There was, oh, he, he Yeah, yeah. He busted someone. I forget who. Uh, but he, he was in it. That. Yeah, it was actually – maybe it was – you didn't see the last episode, right? I saw parts of – because uh, I also got – I, I got um, the Arnold Palmer – Highlights. In yeah, my, that's that's in what my DVR. <laughs> right. Okay. So I've seen parts of it, but yeah, I don't have to go back to like. YouTube. I've seen somebody else post on that Facebook now that you mentioned the Arnold Palmer thing. So it wasn't just you; it, it, it was the death of Arnold Palmer. So it broke into that. Oh, it broke in. Okay, I see. And it was that's a story was. about him and his passing. Okay. All right. Yeah, uh, was he wearing the patch, Kusha? Yeah. Arnold Palmer. <laughs> wow. Are we really wow. going? That was too soon. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I mean, 
<laughs> R.I.P. Arnold Palmer, man. Come on. Yeah. And how about Jose Fernandez? I mean, that was a brutal day. Brutal day. R.I.P. to both those guys, man. Yeah, Pretty really. sad. Awful. No doubt. Um, uh, so, yeah, so hopefully in coming episodes we'll be seeing a lot more of Chris. Yeah, I think this is when he starts getting some chips. Um, so I, I don't think he was wearing the patch during this one. I, I, could be, I didn't see it, at least. So. All right, well. I, I wish we could talk more about the WSOP, but we no one got to see the last last episode and a half, so yeah. <laughs> more to come on that one. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll, we'll we do a podcast get... around the November 9 for sure, and uh, we'll make sure and recap a lot more of like actual hands and stuff. Uh, Casey has, any, I mean, Casey knows like three guys at the final table, right? Casey, like all the well, Canadians, you know, right? Real quickly, spoiler alert: if we're going to talk about who's at the final table, I'm. There are maybe some people who don't actually. Want yeah. Know. Okay. Never mind. Scratch. No, I mean, we can talk about it, but no, we're done. All right, I'm at the final table. <laughs> <laughs> this just in. No, that's actually a good point, though. I, and I think we we will do an episode around the November ninth. Yeah. So maybe we just talk about them then. Yeah. Because so, there are there are definitely people who are watching it without knowing. So yeah. We might as well not do that. Wah, so, yeah. wah, wah. All right. Me, me, me. That's okay. I'll still know them when we do the next podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe. <clears throat> cool. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump into some hands, shall we? Let's do it. All right. So I I have been playing a fair amount of the pokers lately. <laughs> nice. Uh, so good I have for some the hands. poker community as a whole. What? Who? That's good for the poker community as a whole. Spread some money. It's good for everybody but me. Apparently. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so let's jump into some of these. So these are actually, I believe, all from America's Card Room, varying buy-in. So this first hand is actually from, uh, <laughs> not that I can see it, because Gaiazzo is putting an ad over my <laughs> hand history. Oh, Gaiazzo. Shout out to Gaiazzo. <laughs> Gaiazzo. Uh, they're our latest sponsor. Um, so yeah, so this is uh, in the 3K guarantee. It's a 33 3K. As I remember correctly, uh, fairly earlier we're at 15300. I have 9620 units. Villain in his hand uh, is a person who I play with have played with quite a bit. Uh, his name is on the side Broke Finger One, and uh, we have Pocket Queens. Now, if I can just figure out where we are in the fold pre, fold pre, definitely fold pre. I, think you're I just realized that you're in the big blind, right? No, you're not. Sorry, you're second to act. Okay, I realize I can. Really I can actually, well, I realize I can actually pl- replay them on the replayer, which is no. You're really good at this. It's, it's really good. <laughs> well, I've never done. I've never done hand history reviews yeah. on podcasts. It's like you've been doing podcasts for years. All right, so we are under the gun. We're under the gun plus one. Um, but we're at. But there's. We're actually missing three people from the table, so uh, we must be like getting ready to like merge tables or something weird like that so yeah so we're under the gun plus one another gun folds uh we raise to 699 um villain broke finger one is immediately to our left he makes it 1488 uh it folds back around us and what do you guys think we should be doing here i mean we started the hand with 32 bigs i think is important uh yeah yeah we start with 32 bigs it's i also have the hud stats so uh, this and so to show you how much I've played with this person, this are these are his numbers, over five k hands. Uh, wow. He's running seventeen thirteen with a six percent three bet. Yeah, so, he's a, he's a rag. Broke finger's been around for for a bit. I mean, 
I'll start, Casey, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Just a quick easy. question before you start. Any dynamic between you guys? Like, you, you obviously know him, but does he know you? Yeah, I, I would say he definitely knows me. Probably thinks me thinks of me as a, you know, yeah. a fairly tight reg. Okay. Yeah, they played five fucking hand, five k yeah. hands together, Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, what is going on? Let the pros handle this, all right? <laughs> I, I I am aware that he knows. I was asking what his image of KD would be. Yeah, uh, I, I think it would. I would say based. It, it would be mu- in this case. It would be based much more on our sort of extensive history as opposed to this specific tournament, especially since right. it's one fifty three hundred, and we're both sort of on the tighter side. I mean, we're both running. I mean, I. So in this tournament, I'm running sixteen ten. So that tells you how sort of tight I'm playing. Um, yeah, I mean the key here is you're six handed. You have like top five percent hand and thirty two bigs. Yes, your image is tight. I mean, if he has five k hands with you, like he's gonna know you're more on the tighter side. Uh, you still have a premium. And it's just a shove. Like yeah. really easy, just shove. Like, four-bet shove, all in. Mm-hmm. You could induce, which I think is totally fine, and I think that's probably better on you. I mean, whatever. I, I would just shove. I think both are fine. I think what you – I think calling is the worst option. Oh, no, folding is the worst option. Okay. Uh, calling second worst. Okay. Yeah, I would even uh, – can I just chime in and get your opinion here? I mean, I would just shove just because maybe it looks a little weaker. If I make it like, you know, 4K – and I have 5K behind, then I'm clearly, you know, ready to get it in, and it seems like I'm maybe just inducing. Yeah. Yeah, if we were to 4-bet, uh, like, small to induce, we could make it, you know, like 2,400 where sure. he has fold equity. Wouldn't make it 4K. But yeah, 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 shoving, yeah I guess you're right. Shoving looks the weakest, and, like, yeah. I mean, you can still get called by 8s and stuff, and, like, there's a lot of bad boards for some of his 3-betting range. Um so, yeah, like, I'm not trying to turn our hand into a bluff or anything. Uh, I, we want to get called, obviously. But, like, I kind of doubt he's ever three-bet folding here uh, yeah. to Derek, especially off those tight stats. Right. And I think we beat a lot of his three-bet calling range. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do, uh, you in agreement with all that, Casey? Unfortunately, I hate agreeing with my very two small colleagues here. <laughs> <laughs> It is a standard four bet jam. There is no other play. You're six handed. You have thirty bigs. Uh, you have queen queen. Um, this guy has a broken finger. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, so um, I called, and I'll explain why I oh, think I did. Although I mean, it's not like I have notes on this. Specific. Turn off. Turn off the podcast. That's it. I'll see you guys. <laughs> so. And I, I've actually, I, I don't know, I probably do this more than I should. In my mind, he, we've played so many hands together that, like, when I shove, I pretty much have, like, four hands. Four? I mean, it, it's, it's like, well, okay, let's, I mean, just because, I mean, I'm running 16-10. I mean, it's like, I'm going to have, like, tens plus ace-king plus. Let's not kid anyone. You're not running anywhere. I'm not, I'm not making, what? Making fun of me. No. You said you were running 16. <laughs> no, you're not. Oh, yeah. that's, that's true. That's true. So part of me kind of wants to, like, not get him, like, not somehow get him to fold, like, nines. But now that I'm now that I'm hearing you guys talk, I also run the risk of getting him to fold those posts when it comes, like, ace, king, ten or whatever. You know? Yeah, and, like, he's not three-betting yeah. folding nines, tens, or jacks here. He's three-bet calling those. 
I mean, in Derek, like, you realize you're opening 10% of hands and he's three-betting you. So, like, if you're going to use that, like, he knows what you're doing, like, you're opening 10% of hands. Like, if he's three-betting you, it's probably not light. And, like, And you're six-handed. Andy's the chip leader. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let me, let me play devil's advocate and try to save Derek a little bit. There's no devil's <laughs> here. This is a standard. I, I mean, is there a situation where this is always going to be kings and aces only? Is there is there a profile of player where you can make the argument that you're never getting raised here by someone like it's a, you know, an 80-year-old man or the World Series the main event or something? I, I mean, I guess there's always a dynamic yeah. like that, but I just think in, I'm thinking online, even if you do have 5,000 hands with him and it's suddenly six-handed and this is the chip leader – um, it just seems like it. Yeah. Like it yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like say, say Derek opened here and Casey three bet. I could see flatting and just calling off on any board just to let Casey punt. Cause like against, Bill- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you've never Reggie Robit in your life. <laughs> um, no, I think <laughs> one time. Oh my God. Um, I think against aggressive players, like really, really aggressive players, we could flat here. And if you had like aces here, I could see flatting as being good as well. Um, or Kings, uh, Queens is just super vulnerable. Like yeah. he's got a lot of ace X in his range. Um, just using it as a blocker, mm-hmm. uh, for winning three bets. So yeah, like, I mean, versus specific player, like just getting it in and pretty sure he's going to call like, you know, most of the time. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So it sounds like flatting is a mistake, and that's what we did, and that's why uh, we're the host of the podcast and not the pros. <laughs> uh, or I'm – I shouldn't let Diego into my bad play. Um, but let's, so let's go ahead and move through the hand as played. So we flat. So there's 3,600 in the pot, and the flop comes ace, seven, ace with two hearts. Uh, and we are first to act. We now, so now we have eight. We have just over eight k behind. He has heaps. He has twenty three k. And there's three k in the pot. Yeah, uh, actually thirty six hundred in the pot. Okay. Uh, I'll let Casey go. Well, he bets a third. I mean, you just well, we, call. He bets twelve hundred, and you call. I think that's fine as played. Um, I see no reason to to raise, get it in here. Maybe you can get to a cheap showdown. There is two aces on the board. I think uh, check calling is probably right, especially if he's only going to bet 36, 33% of the pot. I think and that's fine. Never ever leading here? No, I can't, can't even fathom a good idea, a good reason to, fa- to lead. So I lead. No, I don't. <laughs> 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 um, no, so as Casey said, yeah, we, we go ahead and check. Broke finger bets 1,200. Um, and Mark, I assume you agree, like we should never be raising here. Yeah, yeah no, just check call. Yeah. It's good. Okay. Um, turn is a seven of diamonds. So now the board is ace, ace, seven, seven, two hearts, one spade, one diamond. Um, not that it probably matters too much in this hand, but I should mention that we do have the queen of hearts. Um, so I don't think that's a huge factor. There's now six K in the pot. Oh, no, 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 Derek, that matters. That's important. It's good you say that because that's okay. a blocker to a flush draw. Yeah. That doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's 6,010 in the pot. We have 6,900. Um, checking again? Yep. Yeah, yeah I, I, I am. I was waiting for Casey. But Same yeah. reasoning on the flop is the turn. You check again. It makes sense. Yep. Uh, and now Brokefinger uh, checks back. The river is uh, blank. The two of clubs. 
with like with uh, we don't have the exact pot, so it could be like exactly pot, a pot size shove on the river. Um, I'm actually playing it back in the replayer, so I have the exact pot. It's six thousand and ten, and that's exact. Yeah, okay. Just, and, and we and we have sixty nine hundred back. So yeah, basically almost exactly. Little, pot size. Okay. Um, so yeah, is there an argument here for for leading? Um, is there you know if he has nines, tens, jacks, can we? He may check back. Well, if he has nine tens or jack, you're winning. So why would you lead? It's because he might call. Because he he has an overpair to the two pairs on the board. Yeah, I ju- I just don't think that outweighs the. That doesn't outweigh the time the, he has it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I. Like if you can pinpoint it, like something you're suddenly like trying that. to get value from the queens. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's that bad if we're capable of bet folding. I just don't think your stack lends yourself to that play. Yeah, just okay. based on pot size. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Okay. I mean, yeah. if that ever were the case, like you would have to bet fold, and I don't right. know if I like that either. Um, yeah, I think checking and then reevaluating, like thinking about timing. I mean, so, I mean, yeah, we're all checking here for most of the time. I think. Yeah. I mean, what do, what do we think he has at the, like? What's his range at this point? Well, he I mean he could literally have aces or ace king, but here's the problem now with as played. Um, if I'm playing in broke finger shoes, I may at this point in this hand put KB on exactly the hand he has and just right. win. I mean, like, you could put him on, like, eights through yeah. queens. I mean, I don't think we're giving him queens, though, because we would expect that to be shoved. Yeah, but, I um, mean... Uh, but that range, you're right. I'm yeah, eights, nines, tens, jacks. Like, you can put him on that hand pretty easily here, so... It, I, I, could never, I could never fall to this shove on the river. Same, because in theory, Derek shouldn't have any aces when he checks the river. Because if we had an ace here, uh, right. we would probably shove pot, maybe bet like small to get called by those middling pairs. But like, if I'm broke finger, just like Casey said, like I don't think Casey, I don't think Derek has an ace ever when he checks the river. So I'm gonna shove like 100 percent here. Um, so yeah, I'm calling too. I mean, I'm not in love with it, but like we have to. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's a good chance we're losing, but just because of those reasons, as played, you you can't fold. And I'll, KB's probably yeah. going to, but Let, no. Let's say, like for instance, if we played kings this way, where I think kings, I think if we flatted kings pre, that's a lot better than flatting queens because instead of having two over cards, there's one. Like I could see myself flatting, maybe not against broke finger because he's tighter, but. In theory, flatting kings, I would probably take this a similar line that uh, KB took with kings, and I would call the river as well. So, I mean, kings and queens is basically the same thing. Only difference is, is with queens, we lose the kings on the river. Um, right. So, yeah, I'm calling. All right, yeah, so we, uh, just to clarify the action for the listeners, we do check uh, broke finger shoves, and it sounds like everybody's in agreeing I'm calling. Diego, yeah. you, you said you're calling as well? Yeah, I'm calling as well. Yeah. Uh, so we do indeed call, I'm proud to say. And he shows us the four of clubs, eight of clubs, and we win the pot. <laughs> I mean, he, uh, you have to, like, not just because you won the hand, just as played, you have to call because, like Mark says, you just are never checking that river with an ace. So, right. yeah, you know, he, he makes he makes a good play because a lot of people are going to fold there. Um, it's probably plus EV for him to be shoving there. Um, and I'm not thrilled with calling, but I have to call. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, 
I actually, it's funny, I didn't, uh, true story, I didn't uh, remember the results when I started reading this hand. Um, I knew that I won, but I didn't know what he had. But now in hindsight, looking back, I can't believe he's three betting me with four clubs and eight of clubs. Uh, just because I'm such a nit and he knows it. But I guess maybe he thinks I'm going to fold like yeah. he's jack suited. It's, uh, and, and you yeah. said he was a nit too. I mean, you're flat in queen, so you probably are folding his jack suited. You're probably yeah. not a huge nit on your opening range though, right? Like, you know. You're six-handed. Yeah, you're going to yeah. open a decent amount. You're probably yeah. more of a nit on your on your your four bet range, and that's that's why it's profitable. Three bet. What was his What was his three betting range? Well, uh, what was his percent? Six uh, percent. Yeah, like six percent is literally like if you ran it and it's literally ace queen plus. Um, yeah, but I'm just saying maybe it goes up dramatically when he's yeah. six handed. And no, and maybe, no, no, Casey, 100%, and when he has almost 100 big blinds, like, absolutely. Right. Um, that's why the HUD can be really deceiving. Um, and you're in a really good spot for him, like, your stack size is, like, you have to kind of, you know, you, you kind of have to make decisions. It's, you know, he puts you yeah, in a tough I mean, spot. if I have his stack, you're you're the stack I'm picking on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Diego, really good point. Like, 30 bigs is the perfect guy to pick on, 25 yeah. to 30-ish. Yep. Yeah. Well played, Derek. Bravo, bravo. Thank you, thank you. You'll note I picked all hands that I played perfectly. No. <laughs> Actually, just for the record, results-wise, it was perfect, but you played it awful. You should have shoved great. <laughs> Although he would have folded. Oh, look at him, result L. The guy that oh, three bet, no. bets 6% of the time. I mean, but that's, like, why, although you have the HUD, you should take a note there. Like, off 90 bigs, he three bet me off 32 with 8-4 suited, like, that's something you should know, yeah. which you probably didn't, but whatever. Yeah. Well, what about on his, what about from his perspective, you know, you, if you play the hand the way he did, the turn, is that the right place to check, or should he have taken the stab for it there? Well, Actually, his line becomes I, a lot more believable if he bets all three streets, and we might right. the river. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, oh, go I'm ahead, sorry. Derek. Sorry. I was no. going to say, I don't mind the, from his standpoint, the check on the turn, because... He only needs two streets to get all the money in anyway, and by checking the turn, he gets, he has a chance for me to shove the river. Well, I should say, if he has an ace. Well, he does only need two streets to get it in. You're right, but he did overbet the pot. It becomes yeah. a lot more believable if he puts 2,100 in on right. the turn and yeah, then he could 40, even... 500 on the river. Right. Right. Even if yeah, it goes 1,500, how nutty does that look when he jams river? Sure. Yeah. Um, as played, I don't think he should ever be bluffing the river. Um, even though, like... Well, that play's going to work against a lot of people, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. It's not going to work against you or me or, you know, KB when he's drinking. Yeah, because, like, um, the, the same reason we're not folding Queens, Casey, is why I wouldn't bluff there. But against, yeah, you're right. Wait, but you're, you're better than... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Can we replay that? <laughs> you're what better that? than Brokefinger. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure that's something you want to put on your resume, but you are. <laughs> Thank you. No, I was just a compliment. I never get any. I usually get broke finger. Comments. If you're listening, we apologize. <laughs> don't, don't subscribe. I don't. I, I, I actually think he's a decent winner. Um, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Good hand. That was a good one. Cool. Cool. All right. So here is uh, the next hand. This is the this is a six dollar rebuy. Uh, also on America's Card Room, and we are now out of the rebuy period. It appears. Um, we start the hand with about twelve, a little over twelve thousand chips, and we're in the big blind with the jack six of hearts. So it folds round to the button. What are the blinds at? 
Oh, I'm sorry. 400-800. Oh, so you don't have that many chips. Yeah, we're a little on the short side. Okay. Um, and I, I kind of picked this hand intentionally because um, Mark and I have been talking and working a lot on, like, sort of defending the big blind in a lot of weird ways. And this hand, I think, kind of demonstrates the kind of weird spots you can get in doing that. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, we have, like, when we start the hand with 16 big blinds, um, Button is starting the hand with 28 big blinds. So he has quite a few more chips than us. He's running 2012. And what's his name? Mr. Badass. <laughs> Spoiler alert, he final tabled the man. <laughs> All right, I stole that from Casey. I'll admit. <laughs> so Mr. Badass opens to 1750. Uh, and this is kind of like, I think, a good one to actually talk about what we're all doing here. And I kind of want to ask Diego first what he's doing in this spot. All right, so go through the whole action. Um, so button, so yeah, it folds around. It's 400-800, folds around to the button, Mr. Badass. Uh, he opens to 1750. Small blind folds, and we're in the big blind. Oh, I'm sorry, small blind also calls. Uh, and now we're in the big blind with jack six of hearts. Um, well, h- how much is it to call, and what's in the pot? Were you going to say that, Diego? Sorry. No, I wasn't. I was. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's really important. Yeah. It's going to cost us nine fifty to call, and there is. This is kind of weird because it doesn't show me the pot until after I show what I do. So it's going to be about five k in the pot. Okay, so we're putting it. So we're getting five to one the call. Just okay, so here's here's my take. I, I mean, I think I just I just fold here. I get it. It's not that much more expensive to us compared to what's in the pot. But if the money's going to get in later, it's a good chance you're just dominated anyway. And then with the small blind calling, you know, he probably doesn't have a uh, – his hand is – you know, his range is probably better than yours because he's not closing the action. So I, I would fold, shove, or, or call last. And I know, you know, given the odds, that's maybe wrong, but – that's so just my take on it. Shove or call? Isn't that all the options? <laughs> no, no, in, in order. In oh, order. Okay. okay. Yeah, like, but I would, I would like fold like ninety percent of the time, like by far. Just get, get rid of, just move on, because I, I just think this is just to give a spot, even given the odds that you're given. Uh, yeah. A lot of this, a lot of this shit you said was was right, but the one thing you're forgetting is like, when you're getting five to one, you literally like it's probably close with one card, like right. just based on the math. Um. I wouldn't think shoving is bad if I thought the small blind was a fish and if the right. button was opening like standard 80%. You got to remember though, folded to the button, people are opening like it's around like you're between like 40 to like 70% of the time. Yeah, that's so, why I, I like shoving better than calling because <laughs> I think I can get yeah, it. Which is fine, but it's nice to have like king six suited where we have a king blocker. So yeah. like we take away a lot of the hands they'll call. The king six, I think I would call actually. I would, I would. I, would. See, I mean, we should be calling with both, to be honest. Right. Like, I wouldn't shove king six either. I would just call. It, it's a better shove than jack six because we block, like, king, queen, ace, king, shit like that. Jack six, you're here, you're going to do really fine. Like, I think if it was jack six off, like, I'm still going to call getting five to one, but it's a lot closer. When we're suited, there's so many boards that we can, like, lead, get in, or check jam uh, more than you would think, like, just because of the flush drawouts. Um Right. We're five to one. Like we're gonna, we're gonna be profitable for sure. I'm agreeing with everything Mark says except for I'm folding Jack six zero. Yeah, and I, I think that's up for debate, especially if there's ICM involved. But like, if we get into that, like, this podcast will go twelve hours. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you, gotta, you gotta pay for TPE to see the videos to get that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Hey, it's true. Yeah. Right, that's um, fair. Okay, so cool. So sort of a, a varying uh, varying different responses from everybody, which I kind of dig. Uh, we do go ahead and flick it in. Well, not flick all the chips in. We flick in the call. Um, so there's now 6150 in the pot. And the flop comes jack 8 3. Um, two diamonds, one heart. And again, we have the jack six of hearts. So we flop top pair, backdoor flush draw. Um, and the small blind checks to us. We now have 10. Uh, we have 10.8K in our stack and 6K in the pot. Uh, one thing I wanted to sorry to cut you off. The okay. button the button opened with just under thirty bigs, so he started the hand with like twenty eight bigs. So like his range is wide. The small blind flatted off of un- under twenty, so like yeah. maybe fifteen uh, ish. It looks like no, 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 like seventeen ish. Excuse me. So like he does. I don't know what he's flatting with. So like actually thinking about it, I think shoving actually is a decent option because. I mean, like, what's he flatting here? Like, I think his range is really weak, the small yeah. blind. Mm-hmm. Or he's just really bad and flatting, like, king-queen, and still I think he folds that to jam. But I, I think it's important to say the stack sizes was my point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in my mind, what I'm doing here, or my plan, I guess I'll give my plan first. And, and it might just be too, like, maybe it's too obvious or too easy. I'm, I'm basically going to check... Hope that Mr. Badass bets. Hope that DZ folds, and then I'm just going to jam, like check jam. Um, I don't know if that's if you guys think that's good, bad. Uh, it sounds I mean, like you might that's... just open jam, Mark. No, no. Now that you got the jam, but I'll, I'll wait for other people. To I mean, I would do what you just said, Eric. So I'll 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 support you. I'll raise right. my hand. I would, I, that's that's the line I would take too. I would check. Hope Mr. Badass. Continuations, hope uh, Dustin Z. Barbero, or whatever his name is, decides to fold. And then uh, Stuffy McGillicuddy. Okay. Um, so, like, if it wasn't Jack Eight of Diamonds, I would call. Like, if it was Rainbow, I would call. I think check Jammy, we can have 9, 10, and, call like. when it's checked to you on the flop? Uh, no, when, it, when, it's, when the guy bets, I would just call. I wouldn't check Jam if it was Jack Eight Three Rainbow. Oh, I um, but, like, because there's two diamonds, I would jam. I mean, I really like that there's a heart on the board because we have backdoor hearts. I'm just um, never – just because of stack, I'm never just calling there. Um, even, like, jack A3 rainbow? Jack 3 rainbow, and then if, if Mr. Badass was to bet, say, half the pot, um, I just think that there's too many scary turn cards. I, I think I have the best hand a good percentage of the time here. Uh, I'm just going to rip it in if he has 9-10 or diamond draw. I'm okay with it. Um, I think he's going to fold most of the time, so I think it, the rip's going to be pretty plus EV. Yeah, no, 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 no. There's no doubt that it's plus EV. It's like what play is better. And yeah, I, I, think I, on, rip. I think on this particular board, like with the diamonds, I like ripping too because we can get called by like 9s and like 8x. I don't think he's going to fold those. Diamonds. I agree because he can put us on one of those hands too. Absolutely. Yeah. But if it's rainbow, there's less draws. So now like we have a much tighter range when we jam. Like we only have 9-10 instead of having a gazillion flush draw combos. Um, I would just flat and let him barrel off in that case. But there's still – I mean, like, it's it's very player-dependent. If Mr. Badass is super ag and c-betting, like, 80% of the time, I still think we can call here, prof, like, 
with more profit if he's like turn barreling like 60%. But again, like I'm getting into it too much. Um, I, I would jam as well on the specific board. Yes, I'm on that. Board. All right. So unfortunately, Mr. Badass does not cooperate with our plan. Um, so it goes, it goes check, check, check on the flop. Uh, and the turn is a five of spades. So now the board is jack, eight, three, five, two diamonds. Uh, small blind checks again. And now we're sitting here with our top pair. And I'll just go ahead and say that I lead for 2,050 in the 6150. Thoughts? I'll go first once again because you guys are probably more right than I am. <laughs> I, I, I like it. That's what I would do. I mean, you got to get stuck in value from this at some point. So I'm, I'm good with that. 100%. Yeah, and your sizing's really good too because yeah. you're betting two K in the six, and like so you'll have you have exactly pot on the river. Um, yeah, it becomes it becomes it looks stronger when you're betting two K into two people. Yeah, I, I I like this bet too. I still think you can get called by worse as well. Whereas if you make it like four K, someone yeah. could fold an eight or sevens or something like that. I'm on team lead as well. I like it. All right, so we like I said we lead for two thousand fifty. Mister Badass folds. And now the small blind raises to 4,900. Um, to give some people just sort of visuals of the stack. So when he raises to 4,900, that leaves him with 6.6K behind. Um, if we were to fold here, we would still have 8,700, which is 11 bigs. Um, and if we, obviously, if we call, we're putting in another 2,900. So. And, and he, I mean, did you say we're gonna, if, like, we're gonna have like 6k left if we if we were to call here and fold river? Did I you mean, say you, if you, you had any to... any reads or any stats on this guy? Um, no reads per se, but he's I, and I don't have a lot of hands on him. So at this point in the tournament, I had four. Well, actually, this might be the total lifetime. I'm not sure how PT4 tracks that, but uh, I have 47 hands on him only. Uh, right. and he's running 17, 16, six. Uh, yeah, I guess he checked first, so it's, it's yeah. You want me to go first on this one? Yeah. Okay. Um, when he raises here, I'm never calling. Um, I guess I I guess I might be calling if I'm already committing myself to calling the river shove no matter what. But I just think he's shoving the river almost every single time here. Um, as played, I really don't think you're beat by a lot of hands. You, you might be beat by 5-5. Five, five. He literally could have 5-5. Five, five. But other than that, I think you beat most of his hands. Um, so I'm probably just getting it in on the turn. Uh, or folding if I just, if for whatever reason I have an instinct that I'm beat, I might fold. But I'm never just calling here unless I'm planning on calling the river shelf. Yeah, uh, I, I really like what you said. I mean, yeah, if we're ever going to call here, like there's never, ever any card on the river, I'm always calling river. Um, I'm with jamming as well. If that, if like I was gonna go with the hand, I would jam as well because there's those draws out there. He could have turned like four six six seven. Sucks that we blocked that because the board is jack eight three five and we have jack six. So like we block a lot of his draws, which sucks. He literally um, has big dogs here. There's no doubt in my mind. But I mean, it's just really weird. Like I, it's really hard to range someone with big dogs when he's flatting in the small blind. Yeah, but why it is a six dollar. It? It's a six dollar rebuy. Like. So, well, because he's can, a fish. Like, don't always put people on the same level as you. Yeah. I think that's a big mistake a lot of people yeah. make. I think he can have aces if he's good. He can have overpairs, and, and like maybe he's bad and he's playing 
King Jack like this. You just, having you just off, think he's checking the turn with aces after check, check, No, check, th- no, no, that, that's why I'm jamming. I, I think he could, but it's a really weird line to take. I, I'm just jamming with you. Yeah, like, you might, you might end gonna... up seeing something here like four, six of hearts. Yeah, it's, well, we, bl- we block. Uh, four diamonds, four, uh, or four, yeah, okay. No, yeah, like, I know it sucks that we have the six. I wish we had Jack Deuce here now because, like, I want him to have six diamonds. Four of diamonds. I, I'm with you, though, Case. Like, I won't be shocked if he has, like, a set. Like, like this yeah. sizing is absurd. Like, yeah. this is, that, this is the not problem. the sizing you see with a straight draw. And, like, the truth is he's in a small blind. And, like, he's not flatting. He's probably not flatting, like, 6-7 and stuff like that off this specific stack size. I think it's a set of big dogs that we win. I, I kind of think it's a set. I don't think it has to be big dogs, but I'm not folding. <laughs> is that <Yeah>. bad? <laughs> like, I think we're beat, but I'm getting it in because we block all the straight draws, and he doesn't have any straight combos in his – I mean, he shouldn't. But, again, you don't have any hands with him, so it's hard to make that Big read. dogs. Right. So this is where we start to mess this hand up completely. Uh, we call. <laughs> and I no, no, think... no, no. Calling isn't bad. Like, it's not the worst. It's Calling's just like... not bad as long as you're planning on calling the river. If you yeah. not call the river, it's horrible. Yeah, especially being in position. Calling isn't bad at all. So on to the next hand, then. Okay, so you fold the river. <laughs> so I'll give you my... Yeah, uh, so I, I agree with everything you guys said, by the way. I think my thinking, my thinking in this hand was flawed in that... I'm just like, what does he check twice that that we don't... Uh, what does he check twice that we don't beat? And uh, it's basically sets, like big dogs. Um, I mean, in theory, he Jack eight too, sorry, right? in theory, he shouldn't have those either, but, like, it is a smaller buy-in, so he can't. Yeah, yeah, he certainly could. Um, so, yeah, I kind of like – I think I'm with you guys on just getting it in. Uh, or uh, second, secondly, like, flatting, but always – No, you're not just getting it in because that says right here, calls 2850. Uh, no, I know. <laughs> Now I'm with you. Now I'm on team. Get it. <laughs> so the river is the four of clubs. Now it's jack eight, three, five, four. We have jack six. That's not enough cards for a straight, for those of you who are wondering. Uh, we do not have a straight. We still have just that pair. Uh, he shoves, and we unfortunately somehow find the full button with 6K in our stack. Wow. Man. Was it like the force? Like the, I don't know. Like the four scared you? Like... I honestly, the truth is, I think I think it took me. I think it literally took me those two streets to realize that I was beat, (laughs) and then I was just like, "Well, I'm an idiot now." Like, what hand is beating you? Um, set of fives. I mean, don't do that. (laughs) I mean, you just can't raise your person to a set of fives only. No, I know. I, I have to call here on the river, and but I think I was. I think I was just at this point. I'm like, this guy's a little on the tight side. He's yeah, some Like, I had. I was on my eighth beer. No, that actually that would probably make me call. Let. Um, I, I have I think a question. I, I think I just overthought it, and I was just like, I think I, I in my mind, I'm like, I don't want to compound my mistake on the turn where I think I was probably beat too. Um, yeah, if you fold it on the turn, and like, we, like it's whatever, like. Right. Uh, like Casey said, like sometimes you're just like you've been playing with a guy for a while and like, you know, you have a sick read on him where like you could potentially fold here. Like no problem. Uh, yeah, we don't have call any call read on him. And then fold the river. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, um, you should probably just immediately start looking for a job. <laughs> <laughs> Let, me, <laughs> Let me ask everyone like he's OK. Like do we think he has six, seven in his range? Six, seven suited. Probably not. OK. Do we think he has nine, ten? 
More likely than six seven is my definitely point. more likely than six seven. Th- th- that's my only point, and like that alone makes this a call because that bricks the river. Mm-hmm. Right, um, or any two diamonds for that matter. Any two diamonds, absolutely. Although, like, I think you and I are on team. Like, he may lead those. Um, yeah, I'm also on team. Not horrible and shit at poker and folding river. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that's an interesting hand, though. I really like that one. Yeah, I think I think we do have to call though. Uh, he the didn't good news is by any chance, did he? The good news is we won this tournament. Um, no, you didn't. <laughs> I don't right. remember. Can we, can we end the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we um, ending it? And I don't. Uh, no, he doesn't show, unfortunately. So we we make the terrible fold and don't ever get to see. So the three people in this pot were Mister Badass, Dustin Barbero, and Mister Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sadly, you mean killing? That is true. I mean killing bird. Um, all right. So no, we did it. No, it's really good. No, you are good, man. That happens Ten- to everyone. Tenler. So we don't no. play every hand perfect. Um, all right. Let's go on to the third hand here. Oh, I don't know this- if I can take another one. Diego, like- Diego, <laughs> Diego's taking the lead on this one the whole way. After, well, I after went first said, on all the hands. I went first on every. The whole no, I went hand. first the first one. Casey went first in the second one. Oh my god, you know what's funny? It's not true. This hand is from <laughs> this hand is from the same tournament. We final tabled it. <laughs> hey, you just said you won it. You were you lying to the people? Yeah, I was making a joke, but uh, maybe we did. I don't remember now. No, you didn't. <laughs> we at least made it to the final three because this hand is three handed at the final table. The uh, guarantee is different. What are you talking about? The first one was a 2K guarantee. The second one is a 1.5K guarantee. Oh, really? I just thought yeah. it was a six rebuy. Damn it. Nice try, man. No, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We didn't win the tournament. Um, but we do have another hand. So All right. this is another six rebuy, 1.5K guaranteed. We're three-handed at the final table. And we are in the small blind um, with pocket aces. The blinds are 3K, 6K. Uh, the I have a question. Looking at the uh, the hand, the names of the people. So the guy with the overwhelming chip lead, his name is actually Barrel Fish, right? Yep. D- does that mean he a knows who Daryl Fish is, and would that change our view of him? I mean, yeah, I think he knows who Daryl Fish is, right? Like, yeah, right. Barry Fish. I actually don't know who this person is, but I do know that he. Somebody gave me information that he backs some people, so okay. he's definitely competent. Okay, sure. right. That's what I'm getting at because he's he's named, you know he's done a derivative of back people in. You know, a poker player that's pretty successful, but not like you know he did final table at WSOP main event, so it's not like he's mainstream popular. Yeah. You know, all right. Okay. Oh yeah, no, no. I I think that's a sick read. Like I would assume he knows what he's doing. That's what I'm getting at, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he isn't a 1500 guarantee. I'll, I'll right, that's what I'm trying to get at too. It's a 1500 guarantee, so normally I would just think that they don't know what they're doing. But <laughs> yeah. I think the guy's name is Barry. His IQ What's is, that? His name is 11. He thinks he's a. Pig. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are reading too much into that name. <laughs> his name is Barry Two Fish. Yeah. Like, I, mean... <laughs> I read it as Barrel Fish as well. But yeah. I'm... AC could be totally right. Yeah, like his name are... is Barry, and his favorite number is 11. Yeah, like my, I have a buddy named Micker, and he wore 11 in hockey. We call him Micker 11. 
right. guy's name is Barry Eleven. You guys are like barrel fish. He's better. No, it's uh, it's too close to barrel. They're on team steak together, and uh, he's a good buddy of his. Like, what are you talking about? Barrel fish is pretty well known. Like, he's not mainstream, but he's pretty well known. Yeah, yeah. He and, plays a lot of fifty. And it's kind of a no, name. It's, it's got to be a derivative of barrel fish because he spelled Daryl fish spells his first name D A R R Y L L. This guy is B A R R Y L L. So, so he's eat it. It couldn't just yeah. be that his name's Barry. <laughs> but if it was, it was. It, he would spell barrel like the real barrel. Why would he Barry make it ba- barrel like Daryl? Those aren't L's. Is there one? No, they're not. Killingbird no, has a one in his right name below. above it. Look at the one right below it, and in case look at the Alan Killingbird. Oh yeah, they could be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> the Come least important thing. Uh, so I went first. I'm done. <laughs> I contributed, right? I yeah, no, that's that's good. really good. That's the most interesting thing about this hand. You have aces. <laughs> All right. On to the hand. So on to the hand. Okay. We start the hand with 32 big blinds. Uh, Barry Two Fish starts with <laughs> 77 big blinds. So he's the sort of overwhelming chip leader. Again, we are three-handed at 3K, 6K. Um, button folds. And we are in the small blind with aces. Mark? Oh, no. Diego's taking oh, the lead. Give me oh, some yeah. details. Like, what's the dynamic at this point? You're three-handed. You guys must have been playing for a while. He has a huge chip chip lead. So, like, is he pushing you guys around? Have you guys battled? What's, what's... Uh, he's been active. So my numbers on him are 27-20 uh, with a 6% 3-bet. Yeah, and but at the seven... final table, three-handed, like, that's, I mean, that you kind of have to throw those away and yeah. then talk about what's happening in that yeah, moment, he, right? Yeah, he was definitely he was definitely active. And like I said, there was somebody at, uh, in my chat who said, hey, by the way, that guy, like, Backs and people, or okay. something. Right, so, so he he was definitely good. He was definitely putting pressure on, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I actually do kind of remember that I was trying to do some limps against him, and they, mm-hmm. uh, and, and he was, just, and we were just playing like a decent number of pots that way. But um, and you have which is smart, which, which is yeah. uh, which is bravo, Derek. As yeah. second stack, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. So we right. like we had definitely played some hands together. He was good, but. We would just end up like he would just always end up having position on me, so that was also getting kind of frustrating um, when, when we limped small blind. So yeah, but he definitely competent, definitely good. Okay. Not part- not like crazy aggro though, I'm, and you can tell like even at the final table, most of these hands probably came from this final table, and he only has a six percent three bet. So it's not like he was like super ag three better guy, you know, just yeah. just active like you know pre flop pressure. Okay. Um, so yeah, Diego, what are you going to do here with aces? What are you, well, what, what is there to do? Open. <laughs> what, well, what are you asking me? Well, no, <laughs> I guess you're right. I guess I can limp. Again, no, 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 I guess you're right. I guess, I guess you're right. You can limp. But I'm not going to limp. I'm just going to, I'm going to open here. I, I, I get your fancy, I get, I get the play. Oh, um, it's, it's Daryl Fish's buddy. I'm, I'm a... <laughs> no, it's, it's Barry Greenstein's brother, Barry Fish. <laughs> um, you're right. I, I jumped to the conclusion there, but I, I think... I'm not going to limp aces in this spot. Like, it's it's still too deep stacked. I I want to give him a chance to play back at me, et cetera. Yeah, here's the thing, though. Why we – I don't think we ever limp aces this exact spot. Like, I would limp aces other spots. He never raised you when you limped, KB. You said he never raised you. So, like, if he raised you, it's a good spot to, like, limp call, limp raise, whatever. But, yeah. Never limp aces. Raise the hand. Yeah, Um, yeah, whatever. It's fine. You actually don't make it 11,299. I want to just tell you, like – 
it's th- add three thousand to that. Yeah, how could you make it eleven two nine nine? Yeah, he makes it fourteen thousand two nine nine. Okay. I figured it out already. Okay. Wait, did, um, I haven't even said what I raised yet, did I? Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? We're we're probably we're not being clear to the people who are listening. So go ahead, give the hand. Oh okay, yeah. Give the hand action, KP, and then I'll respond. Oh. Um, okay. So yes, we do decide to open uh, to fourteen two nine nine. Okay, so you're at three k, six k. The the button folds. You're in the small blind. You make it fourteen two nine nine. Um, okay. And barrelfish calls. Good right. sizing. Like two point five X perfect. Yep. Seems seems decent. All right. Yep. Flop okay. is seven six six rainbow. Okay, so I would lead. All right. Everybody else leading here all all, all the time. Yeah. yeah, the time. yeah What's the pot size here? Just curious. 30, you know. Thirty. Uh, basically thirty one k. Thirty one k. I probably I think make it like fourteen. What's that, Mark? I, I would bet smaller. Yeah, like thirteen fourteen is probably what I would bet. I think the sizing is fine. Yeah, it's the loop point. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, I, I I would bet thirteen fourteen. KB bets fifteen point four, which everyone seems fine with. Yeah. And then what happens? Derek? Uh, and then Barrelfish makes it thirty two point three k. So basically, min raises us pretty close. A little over a min raise, I guess, like slightly over. Right. Um, okay, so my options here are to call or raise, and. I let me think for a second. I mean, I, I would probably just raise to induce, like you know, make it like fifty-six or something along those lines to make it seem like I could fold, and then hopefully he shoves with his uh, if he has a draw. Um, I guess the counter to that is to you know now that he's taking control, let him try to bluff later if he doesn't have us beat here, but I don't want to just go... I don't know. It just seems like that's seems making like a lot a of assumptions. To me because raising to try and get him induced, is, you accomplish the same thing and make your hand look weaker by just calling right. because you're going to induce... He's going to like induce... Raising to induce and checking to induce on the turn are the exact same thing except for checking to induce on the turn. It looks weaker than raising to induce on a four. Because right? he, he probably... I guess my assumption is that he would shove um, if he's bluffing, but I guess we're making it small enough that he could just call profitably and see what happens in the turn. Is that is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Uh, yeah I, okay. I mean, I feel like I'm never beat at this point. Um, right. I doubt he's raising um, a six on the flop. Um, right. So I want to allow him to keep, continue with this hand. Um, I don't want to push him out because I feel like my hand's good every single time. And a raise may do that if it doesn't induce. Uh, it seems like a call every single time. Okay. Right. Yeah, like he ha- I, I'm with Casey 100% here, which pains me. Um, like he's going to have like a – he can have total air here. It's a paired board. Like he's sure he's going to have a lot of 9, 10s, 8, 9s, 4, 5s, all that kind of stuff. But why not just let him – he's going to keep barreling those. Like, yeah, fair um, enough, fair enough. And right. like we're dead when he has a 6. I mean that's not why I'm calling. It's more to let him bluff. Um, I just don't feel like he has too many 6s in raising on the flop. I agree. I agree. Um, but like that makes calling that much better. Yeah. Like right. just times. But I mean, we're never gonna fold like unless the runout's bad. The only hand I would raise get in here um, because like I wanted to just play devil's advocate is eight nine, um, and that's whatever. We're open ended and we have two overs to the seven. 
that's the only hand I would raise get in on this specific board. I wouldn't for I would just call four or five. Um, yeah, and like even a six, I'm just gonna call like and just let him barrel. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, there you go. Yeah, so my thoughts are pretty similar to to you guys. Like, I don't think he ever does this with a. I shouldn't say ever. I don't think he often does this with a six. I don't think he does it with a full house. And we beat everything else. Yeah. So, Fair. Um, I just, I'd rather just give him a chance to continue bluffing. And there's really no turns that we hate very much. I mean, I guess a five. Oh no, there's a lot of turns we hate. Yeah, five or a ten we hate. I mean, we hate an eight, we hate a nine. I mean, there's a shit ton of turns. Like, he could do this with eight, ten. Like, this is a really good board to check raise with eight, ten. Yeah, I Yeah, no, no, there's a shit ton. Like, there are, uh, you couldn't be more off there. Yeah. Like, there's a ton of turns we hate, but that doesn't mean we need to raise. Not a ton, there's three turns we hate. I mean, we don't like a seven, we don't like an eight, we don't like a nine, we don't like a four, we don't like a five, we don't like a ten. That's a lot. I'm kind of okay with the four. I don't think he has five, eight that often, but yeah, I guess... I mean, it's the yeah. same thing as eight nine. Kind but there's of. there's more than I was thinking in my head that we hate. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. yeah. No, this like there's pl- plenty. Yeah. All right. So we we do just call. So now there is ninety five point five k in the pot. Uh, we have one hundred forty four k back. Uh, the turn is the four of diamonds. So now it's seven six six four with two diamonds, uh, and we are first act. Diego, what you yeah, do? I mean, at, at this point, I, I would follow through with the plan. I, I let him, you know, check to let him bet. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Right. Mark? Yeah, team check. We check. Uh, he makes it 38.7K. So it's a sort of, eh, it's not that. I was going to say it's on the smaller side, but it's not that small. 38, basically 39K and the 95K. What, 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 what's that put in the pot? That's going to put about 95, about 158K. 40? 140, and we, and, and we have 140? Yeah. It's going to put 156K in the bottom, is it not? Uh, 95 plus 38, whatever that equals. Well, you're both putting in 38. Oh, I thought Mark was asking what that makes the pot. With just no, no, just after when he bets, Casey. Okay, okay. never mind that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's all good. Um, okay, so he bets 38K. What's everyone doing now? Let me get the hell out. Hold on. I mean, I'm calling. So wait, how much is left behind? We have 144K behind. Yeah, I just call. Okay. Um, I'm calling as well, but, like, I'm okay jamming here as well because I think a 7 always calls us. Um. Like Casey was saying, he was like 5-8 is probably one of his – out of the open-ended – out of the straight draws, 5-8 is probably least likely to raise this board just because it's one over. Mm-hmm. Um, we're 8-9, like two overs, the seven, whatever. So like I'm not too scared about the four and like he's betting 40K and it was you said there was like 98K or something? Yeah, 38 so, in the 95. So I, I wouldn't hate a jam just to get the call from the seven because, like, there's a lot of set, bad cards. But I also want to keep him bluffing. And, like, I don't know if he's going to call us with eight, nine. I d- certainly don't think he's going to call us with eight, ten. Um, yeah, so I'm on team call. But I wouldn't hate shoving. Casey, do you hate shoving here? No, I don't hate shoving, but I'm team call here. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right, right. Just one. Um, all right, so we do just call. And now there's 173k in the pot. Uh, the river is the nine of clubs. 
hate that room. Yeah, the board just kind of keeps getting worse and worse. So the, now the final board is seven six six four nine. No flushes come in, uh, but obviously lots of other stuff. Well, ten eight is a hand he could have played exactly like this with the raise on the flop, and not out of the realm of possibility. Nine nine, um, not a great river. But I don't see how you fold to his river show. Yeah, so we check and Barry does shove, and I'm with you, Case. Like, what's he doing with eight nine? Like, and 9-10, now where he hits top pair, like, he's going to jam that as well. Like, I'm not in love with it, but, like, we can't fold. Mm-hmm. Like, there's too much shit we beat now. Yes, the 9 is one of the wor- – I mean, 9 and 4 are horrible cards. I, I don't really hate the 4 that much. I know I know 5-8 is definitely possible. It's just I, – it doesn't feel like I'm beat on that card. It feels like yeah. the 9 could be a fucking knife right to my heart. I, I mean, 3-5 gets there with the 4. Like, he could have, like, 3-5. Yeah, but I don't think he's raising too many 3-5s on the flop. It's it's certainly not a bad raise, but like yeah, I'm not sure he is either. That's very player dependent, but it's definitely not a bad raise, yeah. uh, especially if he has backdoor flush. Um, but yeah, I hate the nine too, but I'm still not always for raising pair of boards. He does only have a gutty and two unders. I I just don't think it's three five that often. It's more likely five eight, but I really feel like if you beat it's ten eight. Yeah, but he certainly has hella nines too, oh, like nine sure. eight, ten nine. He has eight nine here. Uh, I feel like he's going to jam that river. So just based on that alone, you've got to call. Yeah. Nope. Yep. You agree, Diego? I agree. Yeah. 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 Uh, we do call. I'm happy to report. Um, and he shows us Jack 8 offsuit. Okay. Okay. That's good. Yeah, like, and I don't hate his raise and barrel on the turn. And, like, the better. I mean, his line is actually good. Mm. Like,. I mean, it's not the greatest, but it's not bad at all. Like, the 9 is a bad card. Like, if you have a 7, you're folding here every single time on the river. Like, you yeah. would play a 7 exactly like this. You would bet. You would call his raise. You would check call the turn. And then you would f- check fold the river, I'm sure, with a 7. And most of us probably would. Like, the yeah. 9 is a really bad card. But, it's like, aces bad. is different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't hate his line for what it's worth. Yeah, I, I, I'm never against raising paired boards, small blind to big line. Um, so I, I don't hate his line either. Um, but with the way we played it, we got off all chips, obviously. Yeah, and this is the reason why, like, going back to the flop, like, he has so much air in his range that, yeah. I mean, calling is just way better than raising. Yeah, I just don't think he's raising a six there too often. For the same reason you're flatting his raise with aces is the same reason he's flatting your bet with with a six. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that's what I thought was kind of interesting about this hand was like more so the the many sort of the many different options because I think a lot of people would have raised at some point uh, either flop or turn with aces. I think um, at least may, I would have five years ago for sure. I'd be like, oh my god, he could have five eight. I need to get rid of him before a four comes on the turn. You know, because I was I would I would be panicking. Um, but yeah, I uh, I kind of liked. I kind of like the way I played this one, actually. It's interesting what Casey said. One thing I want to say, Dylan and I filtered on Hold'em Manager. We filtered paired boards uh, when we got check-raised, which is a bit different than this. And we only did the ones where we got the showdown. And out of, like, the 30 or 40 we looked at, like, I'd say maybe, like, 10%, 15% of them were trips. The rest of them were all straight draws and complete bluffs, Um, which I just thought was – it was really interesting to see. Like, So, yeah, it kind of makes what Casey said accurate. Like, 
people just aren't raising a six here very often. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's really hard for you to have something when he has a six. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. I mean, well, cool. Well played. You, I actually, he played a hand well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, compared to that last hand, it gives me a little bit of hope that he's not the worst fish in the world. <laughs> no, <laughs> barrel fish. <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry, Barry, two fish. I got two. Two out of three were okay played, I guess. Uh, <laughs> meh. Well, I mean, the Queens was a sub pre, so it was one out of three. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I forgot yeah. about. I forgot about that. Showered real quick. Dang it! I'm so proud of myself too. Um, all right, you guys want to do one more hand? Sure. All right, so we have one more hand from actually from a uh, member, King's Full Diego. Do you want to run through this one? Sure. Uh, okay, so this is. I don't know what the buy-in is. It's a 20K. It's a Saturday six-pack. Any idea what this would be, KB? Right after the uh, Saturday warm-up 12-pack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not sure the buy-in on this. I think it might be $55. All right. Sounds uh, but I'm not right. actually 100% positive. For a, tw- th- for a 20K on American site, that, like, a promo named tournament that sounds about right, $55. All right. So, so assume it's a $55, 20K guarantee. Kings Full has 35k at 36k roughly at 175 350. So he's super deep. He's got by far the most chips at the table, nearly uh, over 100 big blinds. He is. Let's see here. Can we tell what what position he's in? He's in late position. I think it looks like he's in the cutoff. Yeah, new regs in the big, yeah. New regs in the big line. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So uh, he has a pair of sevens. Once again, it's one seventy-five, three fifty. Uh, it is opened to seven hundred by under the gun plus two, uh, Pocky Germ. I don't know. Uh, Who, and, I mean, I know something about him. Should I say okay. it or should I just leave it? Well, we're gonna assume Kingsfold doesn't know something about him. Okay. Yeah. So there's yeah, no. So problem. we got to play it from his his perspective. That's uh, then he, under the gun, pl- the next player over, uh, Wet Moose calls, just flats. Oh, Wet um, Moose. Then it get, <laughs> com- comes to King's Full, and he just flats. Wait, what, oh, did, Poppy, what did Poppy Cholito do? He folded. Oh, Poppy okay. Cholito folds, and right, then it's to, uh, to King's Full in the cutoff. Uh, stack sizes for the two people who were in the pot. Pachyderm has 9,000 chips, so he's roughly, you know, 80... 28, 27 big blinds, and Wet Moose has 10.6k, so he's got... And the big blind 13, new reg 13, also called. Well, I wanted to stop at what King's what, what, what we should do here with, as King's oh, Fall. Yeah. So, as King's Fall, you know, our options here, are not, obviously not folding, our options here are call, to call or to, to raise, uh, so There's I don't know. There's no option to. here, it's a call. All right. Okay, well, yep. Just want to put it out there for you guys to say that. Okay. Uh, Mark, you agree? Yeah, I mean, like, the only situation where I would want to three-bet get this in is if, like, I knew the opener was super aggressive right. and the flatter was a fish. But, like, right. I want to call here, let the big blind in, yeah, yeah, flop okay. a set, and play yep. a big pot. Yeah, I assume, Derek, you're going to and, and, like, he's opening under the gun, too. I so, want to yeah. play a lot of pots with wet moves. Okay. Not Poppy Chulito? Well, Poppy Chulito. Folded, so. He folded. So. <laughs> oh, okay, my bad. Sorry. All right, so then it folds back to the it folds around to the the big blind, and he he calls the the three fifty. So he he pleads. Okay, all right. So now we go to a flop four handed. Um, 
and the flop is three seven three. Uh, no double suited there. Uh, so now we flopped the nuts. Uh, at least for now. Oh, no, I guess not the nuts, but a full house. The second nut. The second nuts. Um, and the big blind new thirteen new rig thirteen checks, pocky germ checks, and wet moose uh, comes at us here um, with a bet of two point. Uh, twenty one ninety four. Um, I don't know how much is in the pot, but it looks like it's a pretty big. I mean, there's twenty eight. Yeah, it looks like a big, big bet. Yeah, there's probably three k, so he's betting like two. It's probably two thirds button. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we get led into with a pretty big two thirds uh, bet. Four thousand in the middle. Four really? Well, no. seven, fourteen, twenty one, twenty eight plus Annie's. There's yeah, thirty five maybe. Thirty five, right? That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, okay, so... so I mean, uh, whatever, this is just an easy call. Yeah, all right, so... Because yeah. no yep. he, if he was deeper, we could think about doing something else, but, like, he's not. He started right. the hand with 10K, he's betting two yep. with already 700 and just called. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the point I want to... I, I agree, but reasoning why is, yeah, is, is what you said there. I assume Casey and, and Derek, you're, you're on board here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys clearly got quads. Yeah. Uh, no, I'd call 100% of the time. Okay, yep. Um, and so Kingsfold does call. Uh, the big blind calls, uh, interestingly. And the original opener, Pocky Germ, folds. So now we're going three-handed. Um, we're thinking here 6, 62, 66 plus 35. So there's roughly 10K in the pot now. 11. 11? Okay. 11 no, K. your math is better. Right. Your math is way better. Yeah. yeah. So 10, roughly 10K in the pot, um, and it's the king of hearts. Uh, putting two hearts on the board, uh, and the, the, guy who, who, oh, the guy who just called the big blind, um, new reg 13, now he leads. Um, this is an interesting hand. <laughs> I, know. I remember, like, okay, so just a little setup. He sent me this hand probably... A month ago or something, right. and was just like, "Hey, will you look at this?" And I remember looking at it and going, "Oh, we flapped a full house. Seems like a pretty easy, straightforward yeah. hand." This is where it gets really weird, and the more I thought about it, the more confused I was about it. So, yeah, but I'm interested to see what you guys have to say about the rest of this. I mean, it's just it's unusual action. I don't think I, I I'm not gonna fold, but I'm I guess that I see what everyone else says, but it's just unusual to see it. Ha- Go down this way. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's. I, I'm excited about this. All right. So new reg bets thirty two hundred into the ten k. Wet moose actually folds, um, and now who it's was a, the, who was the original? Who was the original leader? Right. So he's taking a stab on the on the. Not a bad stab either. Taking a stab on the uh, on the flop. Um, so his gig is up, and new reg bets. Like I said, now it's up to us after wet moose folds. Okay. So he's betting thirty two hundred. Yep. He's already invested. Uh, roughly 3k, so now 6200. So he has 10k back, and he's betting 3200 in the 10k. So if we were deeper, like this really looks like a three to me. Like this is a really good lead with a three. Like the King of Hearts, like is a card, like is just a card that people flat with. Like I'm not saying we're gonna float with King X, but Wet Moose could be C betting King Queen. It brings a flush draw. It's also a good lead with four or five if it's head up, not three way. Right. Um, I I'm like dead certain this is a three. Like I mean, like not dead certain, but I really feel like this is a three. Mm-hmm. Like his sizing just yeah. screams a three because he's. I mean, yeah, he's setting right. up a perfect like riverside shove. Like this is 
So right. it looks like it's a three. Do you just shove because you know he's never folding a three? I, I would, in theory, like, yeah, we could do that. But I think I'm still going to get it all on the river. So, like, in case he had, like, eight, nine of hearts that he floated and now he's leading, um, I'm going to let him just continue to do that, like, and bluff the river. So I would just call. But to me, the sizing looks a lot more like a three for whatever it's worth. And it's really just a sizing thing. Um, yeah. But certainly he should have eight, nine of hearts and stuff in his range, four, five of hearts, and those are all good leads. Yeah, and I'm with Mark. I would call for, the, like, just the small amount of times where it's a bluff. Um, but I also think, like, we probably do get it all. But, like, even if it's 10% of the time where he's like, oh, I was bluffing, I fold. Like, I'd rather just give him a chance. Since we do have position, I'd, I'd rather just give him a chance to fire the river. I mean, who knows? This guy could be horrible, too. Like, I want him just to hang himself, but, like, his sizing is really good. Like, he went out of his way and typed in 3291 in the 10K. Like, I don't know. It just really – I mean, it just looks like a three. I don't know what else to say. I mean, because you have position, it's got to be a call. I was just curious if Mark was – Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, now that I'm looking at the river, I want to <laughs> shoot myself. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Well, okay, so let's get to that. So uh, Kingshold does call. So he agrees with y'all. And uh, and the river is a three. So <laughs> now uh, he's first to act. So, so there's, the, the board is three, seven, three, king, three. Uh, three threes on the board. And it's the backdoor flush, too. And it's the backdoor flush. Uh, but, like, it's still three threes on the board. Yeah. So Yeah, you just can never fold to a shove, though. Yeah. So See, and, and New Reg does, full, does uh, shove. So now it's yeah. up to us. See, like, what do you beat, though, Case? Well, what if he has a flush draw? He's not jamming a flush on this board. Can he really jam a flush on with three threes when we're calling? Like, okay. when they're... When, I mean... Like, I can't... Uh, if you want to put him on the single card that has this beat, and I'm sure since he sent this cat hand to KB, he has the three and we are beat. But in my mind, I'm just never folding to the one card that beats me when I'm getting this odds because I'm going to be right he... often enough to. What if he has tens? I mean, he's like. What if he has tens? Okay, okay, let me, let me explain why I don't think he has tens. Okay. Like tens, he's just going to flat pre, fine, I get it. And then he's going to call, like, flop, goes bet, call, he overcalls, and then he's just going to lead the king of hearts one-third, not buying it. What not if, buying king. What if he has king-queen, he just floated flop? I, I, can, I can dig king-queen, I just kind of doubt it because it went bet-call. But yeah, king-queen's a possibility. Um, I'm... <sighs> Yeah. I mean, he I mean if I'm playing, line, I... and he sent this hand to KB, so it's clear that he has the three and then we're beat. Yeah, I, I know. it's a call. Like, are you folding here? I, I think if I'm playing my best, like, I, I doubt it. But if I'm, like, able to play my best, like, I, I just – and if I know this guy's good, if I knew this guy was good and, like, I played with him a lot – I would absolutely fold, but I, I can't make that read. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't make that. Like, Casey, are you kidding me? If you're playing me here, you're going to call me on the river when I jam? Like, there's no way you would call me. Like, I literally never have king-queen here, ever. If you're playing me, I never would float king-queen three-way. It's just something I'm to you, you would have been out hours ago. <laughs> this is what I thought was, was inter- interesting is what Mark's saying. I, I just have a hard time giving him king-queen. Or he's king for that. Like, well, yeah, he's king especially, but even king yeah. queen. Well, I don't give me like, a king. I just like, think he's going to float it three ways very often. I, but he could have four five, like in five six. Mm-hmm. Like, 
But and we beat those heads. Is he and is he good? On the river? I don't know because it's like the king is a really good card to bluff. Like I guess, like because it's an over to the board. I mean, it's not a really good card to bluff. But like, what if he has king seven? Yeah, that's a possibility. I mean, we blocked two sevens though. Um, so I mean, it's highly unlikely. Obviously, I mean, yeah. Like I, I think Casey. That there's hands he's shoving that we beat. Okay, I'm just saying this, Casey. If this is against me. I don't think you're calling. I, you yeah. will not call but me. At the beginning of this here. hand, we said we're not having any reads on the guy. We ha- we have no reads on him. So you're right. We can't fold. Like yeah. we can't. I'm like just because it's a three two, and I'm not. I'm not saying it's not because it's clearly a three. But I'm just saying with no reads, well, no nothing. We have to call him. Like yeah, I, I wish there was a way. Like yeah, I agree. Like him sending the hand probably changes. Like, even though I wasn't thinking that subconsciously, that probably had something to do with it. But, like, seriously, what does he have that we beat here? This is a shit run out to bluff with 4-5. Okay, no, and he's not value jamming a flush. But we, every single one of us has played those hands, and we're like, what does this guy have here? It doesn't make any sense. Like, I have to be, you know what? Fuck it. Call. And then he has, like, the worst hand you've ever seen, and you'd be like, yeah. what? Hmm. I yeah I think what's weird to me yeah, is that what's weird is that this hand is sort of the opposite to me in that it makes complete sense because his sizing on the turn is so good his sizing on the turn is like a thing of beauty it's perfect like with a three and like we should be leading this three because a king is a card that people are gonna like if if wet moose has tens a lot of the time he's just gonna check here and we're gonna check back like eights like it's a really good spot to build the pot with a three right. like this is an, like this is a spot I would be leading a three a hundred percent of the time I totally and I would do it as exact size huh I totally get everything you're saying yeah I just don't think I, I know to <laughs> and I agree with you I don't think I can fold because I don't know who. 13 new reg 13 is but if it was if it was a guy i had a lot of history like i played with a lot like a good reg i i I think i could fold here i couldn't sleep at night but like i totally could because nothing else makes sense Um, like i'm not we don't know this i totally get what you're saying i'm just saying in the vacuum with no reads no nothing i need to call here every single time yeah with no reads i agree Oh, God, but that sizing on the turn is like that means he's good. You know what I'm saying? Like his sizing on the it turn. Is, is yeah, like, I know mean, exactly what you're saying. His sizing is nutty, but I need to call. But like, if I can decipher that, I think his sizing means he's a good player. Why can't we fold the river? Like, what 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 is he betting with here on on the turn? Three K in the ten. Because I'm telling you that because his sizing looks so nutty, and we've decided he's a great player. Maybe he knows his sizing so nutty. I mean, he's not going to try to rep quads, though. That's absurd. <laughs> okay. I, so you're saying I mean, that would, that I'm saying actually, I never do. No. That would be actually super sick if he was trying to rep quads. That would be sick. Because, yeah. That would be sick. I'm just saying I, I, I mean, never I, find a hold in a vacuum. Yeah, I think it's very yeah. – God, his sizing on the turn. His sizing on the turn. It's just sizing on the turn. Yeah, I'm not folding either. Like, just, don't get me wrong. I think he has the three too. Like I, I totally agree with everything you're saying. Yeah, and like if this was a really good player that I had, whatever. I already said that I would fold. But like, yeah, I don't know this guy, so I'm calling. I was trying to debate. Uh, I was trying to, to debate if I should tell you earlier that King's full folded so that you wouldn't, so that you wouldn't assume that the guy has a three because he sent me the hand, um, because King's full did fold. 
And he sent it to me. He goes, do you think this is the worst fold I've ever made in my life? And I'm like, and at first I was like, well, yeah. And then the more I read it, I was like, oh, my God, this guy really has a three. Like, does, does King's Fold use a HUD? Um, I believe he does because he, he's like plays a lot. But I'm not 100% certain about that. But, yeah, his, do you, the HUD you recognize third? Do you recognize 13 New Reg? I don't, know. That name does not ring a bell to me. So we don't know if this guy has a three. Nope. Motherfucker. <laughs> we'll never know unless 13 new rank 13 is listening and he can let us know yeah but that's happened before too yeah yep it does. <laughs> so yeah. yeah but i mean the truth is is casey says it right like just because like just because like his sizing looks good doesn't mean he's a good player like we have to call but but i i bet you king's fool has reasoning why he folded like he he played with this guy he was tight something like that um, otherwise, there's no way you could ever fold. We all have to make those crying calls sometimes when we have a monster hand and think we're beat, but just because we know that there's just not a lot of hands to beat us. There's two hands to beat us here. And, I mean, I think there's a chance he can have four, five, and five, six, to be honest. Like, I think those are, like, getting the the price he's getting out of the big blind. He has all the threes, all, like, all the sevens, even though there's one. Okay. He has five, six. He has four, five. He has four, he, six. I know we have two blockers, but if he has king seven, he might play it exactly like this. Sure. Yeah. It's just, it's like really unlikely. So like. Sure it is, but so is quads. Yeah, but playing the, play as played, like I honestly think, I think it, like just as played the action, I would say three X is more likely than king seven. As played, a hundred percent agree. I'm just saying he can have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he can't roll it out. Can't roll it out. You're right, hundred percent. Yeah. God, man, can we find out? I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. We're just trying to play the hand well. Great hand. Yeah, really great hand. Glad we did that one. Yeah, I thought that was super interesting. So I figured out. Even though we were, we were doing beat up on Derek Day, I thought we would <laughs> beat up on King's Fold for a minute too. Um, although I think. One thing I think that's interesting or, or worth saying is that even if we would all call and we think he should have called, I think there's something to be said for the fact, even if Foley was a mistake, the fact that he's thinking that much about the range and coming to a, a pretty probably, you know, maybe a pretty good conclusion. Well, you know, cause I mean, a lot of people would just be like, I have a full house. Yeah. You there's know? my process there, at least. Yeah, at least he's, I mean, at least he's thinking about it. If he folds. His stack is still pretty good if he folds. So, like, I mean, maybe it was the greatest fold ever. I don't know. But I'm just saying I don't fold here ever. I just don't. Yeah. I, yeah. you got to remember my image, too. People do crazy shit to me all the time. Right, right. Yeah, I guess I'm just saying, like, I think it's good that our members are, like, thinking through spots like this, uh, maybe deeper than the average Joe would, you know? Yeah, well, that's why you should be a member of Tournament Poker Edge. So you can... I'm not, I'm not going to be able to sleep for a month and a half over this hand. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> you Kingsfull. Mark was so confident that this guy had a three that he made a big stand. And now that we don't know the hand, he might be, he's like, fuck, Casey was right. We need to call that. No, 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 you're short. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> cool. Well, those were some uh, those were some fun hands tonight. I enjoyed. Yeah. It. Really nice. Stuff. Yeah, it was good times. Cool. Cool. Well, I guess we uh, we should wrap it up. I've had enough of all of you. <laughs> Everybody, go to ppipoker.net. Put in your email address. Get ready for something exciting. Check it out, everybody. Everybody, cool. check out Mark's Twitter for pictures of his uh, 
It's a <laughs> dramatic <laughs> body transformation. <laughs> cool. Thanks, uh, Mark and Casey. Uh, appreciate oh, you guys my esophagus. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to go actually drink some hot tea to cure, help uh, soothe my esophagus now. <laughs> Tough times out here in Marin County. Yep. The streets are hard. Cool. Well, thanks again, guys, and uh, we'll probably see you hopefully back here for the uh, for the main event podcast at some point. So, all right, guys, have right. a good one. Cool. Thanks, thanks, guys. Uh, take it easy. And we will take a quick break here, and we'll come back and wrap things up on the tournament program. Yeah. Do you recognize when the world won't stop for you? Or when your days don't care what you got to do? Or when your way's too tough to lift up? What do you do? They don't choose for you. Don't let them choose. Do you recognize when the world won't stop for you? Or when your days don't care what you got to do? Or when your way's too tough to lift up? What do you do? Don't let them choose for you. That's on you. Yeah. Another day, another dime. Another state, another mind. 48 moves to choose. But no matter the coast, we all toast the same PBR. Back to the tournament poker edge podcast. Thanks to Mark and Big Dog as always for uh, joining us for a little yep. strategy talk. Um, always good. Oh, it's always great to get those two together in particular. Yeah, <laughs> we actually had Mark on uh, with Chris Kusha in the last episode too. But people literally have been demanding a Mark Casey yeah. reunion on the podcast, so we figured, well, might as well just give it to him now uh, and silence the masses. It, it did not disappoint. It had <laughs> no. a lot of ribbing and a lot of good poker strategy. So I think that's. Uh... That's what we do there with them. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. I, uh, I, I thought my hands were interesting. Um, yeah, obviously, there were hands that I've sort of delved into in my brain already. So, yeah. like some of the mistakes, I think I was already aware of. But I actually kind of thought that King's Fool's hand was the most interesting of them all. <laughs> yeah, it really was. It was a great hand to talk about. Yeah, I love, uh, I love that stuff. So, for people out there who are interested, I mean, you know, post hands in the forum. Um, we often pull hands from there. Like, so if you're interested in having a hand reviewed on the podcast, like the thing to do is to go in there and, and post stuff. And if it gets a lot of discussion in particular, we will, uh, we will pull it and put it on the podcast. So, yep. cool. um, let's talk a little bit about what's going on at TPE. 
Yeah, uh, some good stuff going on. I think the biggest news is Jace Regina um, shipped a WCOOP event. Um, yeah, super stoked for him. Such yeah, a huge one. What was the buy-in on that one? It was a 109, 1 million guarantee. How many people were in that? That's a big old field. I guess that, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know what it got over the million guarantee, but I guess yeah. so it, it had to have at least 10,000 people in it. Yeah. Am I doing my math right? Yeah. That's so gigantic. Yeah, isn't that insane? Especially, like, it's, I, I know we, we, we cry in, about not being able to fan stars all the time, but, like, yeah. for us, that's just, like, unfathomable. Yeah, that one is really, people. that one really hurts <laughs> to hear about, because yeah. I would love to do, I would just love to do that. Especially at that buyer level, yeah. yeah. I mean, we get million-dollar guarantees here now, but they're, yeah. like, $500. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah, right, exactly. Uh, yeah, he, um, he's uh, got a, a seven-part series running right now. Which is awesome, um, and I think the you know I think the other series that's coming up that I'm also looking forward to. Speaking of WSOP and running during the SOP is um, Andrew Brokus's. Uh, he does a hand history review of his WSOP. So obviously he doesn't have a camera running while he's playing at the WSOP, but you know he took his notes and then he put them into a presentation format. And and he's done this before with other live tournaments. Um, and I, I love this format with him. Um, I get a lot out of him. I watch him every time. Um, he, he just talking, you know, talking about the live game um, is really compelling. Listen to Andrew talk about it. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really cool series. Uh, not only because, I, you know, obviously the cachet of the World Series and, and like, what what it means to, to, to go deep in that. Um, although I actually don't know how deep he went, to be honest. I guess we'll he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think he talks about it early. I mean, he didn't, he didn't make a deep run. Um, but, you know. But he, he traditionally has, yes. so he knows sort of, yeah, I, yeah. well, I guess we'll find out, but I, I think he knows the sort of way to play that tournament. Yeah. Uh, in a way that sort of values tournament life, um, exploits the exact kind of players that are in that yeah. <laughs> event. Yeah. Um, I mean, because I, I forget the number, but didn't he hasn't he cashed like seven times or something ridiculous or six times? Something like that. And I think it was like four out of five years or five out of six years or something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that that's going to be a fun series to listen to to watch. So uh, yeah, you know, lots of good good series running right now. So um, so it's all good. Yeah, I'm checking out. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, again, congratulations, obviously, to Jason on shipping a WCOOP. That's like uh, a dream come true for most poker players. Yeah. Pretty cool to see it. And, uh, yeah, you'll get to – all yeah. you members out there will get to see it uh, in the coming months on TV. Yeah. not a member, now would not be a bad time to sign yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to see how a WCOOP champion does it, come over. Yeah, to and – I think the final table will be interesting. I, I'm not going to say anything, obviously, because I don't want to give any spoilers, but I was watching the, the, the final table uh, live, not actually seeing his cards, obviously, because I was just watching on the, on the yeah. site. But, um, yeah, it, it should be an interesting one. There's some good players at the table, and uh, yeah. fun, th- fun things happen. So. Yeah, and, and just to be clear, it, he, he's actually running a series right now that is not this tournament. It's But, you know, you can get a peek into the mind of, of Jace and, and how he plays. Um and, and learn a lot. He's one of our our, our best rated new pros. Uh, but then I think we'll we'll talk to him about doing uh, uh, this one as a hand history review um, yep. down the road. But but yeah. So his he actually does have a good timing. He has a series running right now, um, yeah. which is which is great. And he has some some good videos too. So yep, yep that's that's the main stuff. Um, so yeah. So that that's that's uh, that's some of the stuff going on there at TP. Nice. Very cool. Well, I know I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully everybody out there is as well. And uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed the podcast. I know I did. 
Yep. It was great talking to you, to everyone again. And uh, we should be back um, around the main event final table, which is earlier this year um, than normal for everyone who's planning to watch it. If you don't know, uh, because of the election, uh, you know, the, it's usually what is it the first you know week of November because right. because of that they uh, they pushed it up um, so I think the final table is the thirtieth the thirty first and the first of November October thirtieth the thirty first of October and the first of November so um, so we'll be back around then either right before or right after probably right after after we see what the the, the tournament what happens in the tournament yeah I think we do one right after and we'll obviously pull some hands from it to, yeah. to talk about yep. and. Uh... We'll see who we can get in for that. Maybe we'll try to get Brokus on for that one. Yeah, maybe maybe Brokus. Maybe we try to see if Chris wants to come back on since he might have played with some of those players. See if you know, see how that, how that uh, goes. Good point. Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting actually. Or yeah. maybe Dylan. So many opportunities. So many, yeah, Dylan actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dylan. Dylan made the front too. So that's those yeah. are all good good points. So yeah, so we'll stay tuned. We'll 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 be back soon with a word a WSOP broadcast. Absolutely. Cool. Well, thanks again uh, to Mark and Casey for yep. joining us. As always, thank you to everybody out there for listening, and thank you, uh, Diego. Yes, thank you, sir. Fine occasion. Uh, yep. We will talk to you all very soon back here on the next next episode of Tournament Poker Edge Podcast.